0: guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Podcast Land. Thermal convection, man. These dudes almost killed me. You know, redfish are really dumb. How do you take your marsh dump?
2: This fool used all my
1: toilet paper. Bro. Well, now that Drew's done dragging this on. TPP15.
2: You gonna get a dozen shrimp? Hey, you throwing that cast net again this weekend? Oh, good lord. I almost died. I, I do not want to paddle, that. Once again, he almost died. I'm not waking up at the butt crack dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them ch- ch- chatter? Let me double back here first. And now, a word from Salt Side Jet. Oh yeah.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen of podcast land. I'm your host what Drew up? Turner. What up? I'm here with my co-host Chris what Lewis. Up, what up, what
2: up, what up, what up. Dog. Chris,
1: what's going on other than yard
2: work? <laughs> Lots of yard work man. Uh, Just, you know, I so a couple of weeks back, I don't know, well it's been over a month, I put a four weight fly rod in a tree <laughs> out there in my, in my backyard and uh it's out there by the pond and when i'm out there doing some mowing or take the dogs for a walk or something like that i'll just reach up there and grab that that fly that uh gear, and I'll, i'll toss it in the pond a couple times and see if the the fish oblige well dude right now the greenies have all made their beds man and it is so freaking cool to see them like they even got like uh like soldiers sitting on the outsides of the beds, man. It's crazy. You look in there, and it's like, okay, here's the big one, you know, in the middle. And then they got all these, like, little soldiers sitting around the edges, man. And I'm like, this this can't be right, man. (laughs) It just don't look right. And I tossed up in there, and, dude, the, the mama fish would just bolt out, right? It'd take off. And then all the little soldiers would attack
1: my shit. Oh, and make it go oh, away. all the little males are like i got this i got yeah. this i got this bay you can get out of here we, we got this under control yes it was crazy
2: dude but i got like i don't know maybe six or seven beds um out there on that pond right now that are uh spring is here dude spring is freaking here you can you can see it in the trees the the pollen on my car <laughs> the shit in my pool <laughs> you can see it everywhere how did grs go for you guys it was really, really rough. So um, I think everybody said the same thing. If you were on, if you were on good fish, um, up leading into GRS, you weren't on good fish the day of GRS. Um, basically, what had happened, and those of you that live on the on the Gulf Coast and you understand tidal movement. Um, We do have tide stations and predictions. NOAA puts out their predictions on a regular basis, and those are often based off of tide tables that have data collected from years and years and years. Brother, I was watching the tides, man, making sure that my area was going to be all right and not just completely flooded out. The predictions changed every day. And the day before... The predictions changed like five different times. I got wacky. I'm like, this shouldn't happen. I've never seen predictions change like that. But they did. And the night of, the tide started coming in. Um, we were supposed to have a low tide. The first time I t- started checking those tides, we were supposed to have a low tide around 5.30 a.m. We couldn't start fishing until 6.30. But that's good, Right. You know, you, you fish at the end of, you know, that, that outgoing tide, um, at the beginning of the incoming tide, you should have some pretty good activity. That tide started coming in in the middle of the night and it did not stop coming in for like another 17
1: hours. That's crazy.
2: It was nuts. It was nuts, man. So an area that I was fishing, you know, a few days before that had six to eight inches of water now had two feet, two feet of water, dude. Um, So what that ended up doing was scattering the fish.
1: Spreads the fish out a lot more,
2: makes them harder to dial in. And the only ones that wanted to eat uh, throughout the day were 22 to 24s. And we, my partner, Scott Tilley, his first cast of the day, he landed a 10-plus, man. Big freaking monster, right? But it was a half inch too long. So oh, man. Once you fall outside the slot like that and you, you end up with an over, especially your first bite of the day, um, his the rest of his day was tough, real tough. I don't think he caught another fish the whole day. I caught multiple dozens, all 22 to 24s, with the exception of one rat. And none of them. Were well, I can't say that one of them was sidecasted casted out of a school. Uh-huh. The rest of them all came off the popping cork, dude, because I couldn't, I just couldn't get anything else to work. crankbaits weren't working, top waters weren't working, swim baits weren't working. Um, so it was just popping cork, popping cork, popping cork. Um, we didn't land in the top like we had hoped, but um, we're still in a fighting position, dude. There's still four more parts of the series, um, we're still in a fighting position and we still have the tournament of champions at the end um where we get to fight against the boats.
1: Yeah, and the great thing is that there's going to be another tournament coming right around the corner on May 7th. So, Saturday, May 7th, you know, we'll be out there at GRS. I'm going to be at this one. Um I'm actually going to fish this GRS event. So, I haven't fished redfish since the Toys for Tots tournament in December. I have got to get back into the redfish state of mind. I, well, I, I can't got, tell I you where they're get, at. I, I would
2: I would share that information with you, but I just don't know.
1: <laughs> well, you know where a bunch of twenty-two to twenty-four inches. I do. Are. Yeah. I can go catch those. I mean, I wouldn't Hell, mind the, that. Is getting a eight,
2: good warm up. <laughs> the twenty-seven, eight pounders and nine pounders were there. They were there. They just were scattered and they weren't eaten.
1: Yeah, or or they were around and those twenty-two inches beat them to the baits. True that, it, you know. If if they were in the same same sections, um. But you know, speaking of baits and and beating them to the punch on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about real gear ratios, new stuff from Abu Garcia, new stuff from Penn. We're going to get pretty technical on the real side. Whenever it talks, whenever we're talking about ratios and applications and and all kinds of uh, things like that, but before we get into that, Jessica, what's going on with? abu garcia real sportswear and mariner sales is having a demo guys there hasn't been a demo in what two two and a half years that people have been able it hasn't been able to get out on the water but they're gonna have a demo and if you want to hear all about those three things jessica take it away
0: hey bro staff we have exciting news for you Demo days are upon us. You heard that right, it's our favorite time of year. The sun is out and the waters are warming up and Mariner's sails is bringing us all the kayaks we can handle on April 23rd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Scott's Landing Marina, 2500 Oak Grove Park, Grapevine, Texas. You'll have the opportunity to get your hands on some of the hot new kayaks of 2022 all while listening to some of the most experienced kayakers in the business help you find what's right for you. So whether it's your first or your 10th kayak you're shopping for, stop by this free event and take home your new masterpiece, courtesy of Mariner Sales. While you're shopping for masterpieces, why don't you pick up this little work of art, the new Xenon reel from Abu Garcia. Marked as the lightest reel in the world, with a magnesium body, this reel is strong and surprisingly weightless. With a silky smooth drag, silent rotation rotors, and an ultra-light hybrid spool, it will feel like a natural extension of the hand. So log on to AbuGarcia.com, we know it's in one of your favorites tabs, and find the new Xenon that's right for you. Now that you're a classy bro staffer, let's complete this work of art with some new gear from Real Sportswear. Browse the innovative range of Real Sportswear's new releases with unique designs and style crafted for the sophisticated fisherman. With new collections ranging from shorts to jackets, there is something for everyone at realsportswear.com. That's it for me, bro staff. We hope to see you out there for demo days. And as always, I'll see you on the soul side.
2: What's been doing, Dan? What is that? What's you wiggling? New staff. Uh... Oh, oh, yeah, Savage. I heard yes, about... Who was telling us that Brandon? Savage
1: Gear just got... Brandon m- It was uh, Brandon Barton that was just talking about
3: yeah. that. Oh, yeah, we bought them.
2: Yeah, yeah, so so we get to fish some Savage stuff. Now, I got a
3: ton of crap to go through, but anyway, I've been playing with it. If them. you need help
1: going through it, you just let me know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> got training, I think, Tuesday.
1: That uh That lure doesn't have a rattle in it, does it? No, not this one. This is a penfish. Right, this is good. a soft penfish. It's, you can a, it's sit, a soft. You can sit there and fidget with that through this whole interview if you want. <laughs> <laughs> last time yeah. la- last time you were on, whenever I was editing Hold it. was on, let and me find like, a pen. Let me find a pen. Dude, no, you can hear him clicking the reel. Click, click, click about every 15 oh, yeah. seconds. <laughs>
2: Well, no, those, I, you know, the reels are kind of like the uh, old man's fidget spinners, right? <laughs> you know, we pick one up and we, play can't, with reels? we can't help ourselves. We just start, start, reeling. start messing
1: with them. I keep but, little rub rocks on my desks now to sit there and rub them while we're doing these. But I do have a bone to pick with you, Danny. Uh oh! I, I finally really, really find a baitcaster that I love, and y'all freaking discontinue it.
3: New Xenon's going to be better.
1: Is it's going to be better? That much better?
3: i mean it's it doesn't feel as small but it's the same weight um so i'm thinking uh that guys are gonna like it better because of the, the cast ability it's gonna cast even better
1: what kind of what kind of handles are the actual handle itself that you're have your thumb on not the grip but the handle
2: yeah yeah uh, the, grip,
1: the grip i mean i think if the grip is uh is it going to be? I think it's EVA. I think it's an EVA. I, think it's an EVA. Oh, yes. yeah. I was kind of like, I don't know about this EVA at first. I love the feel oh, of the dude. EVA better EVA. than anything else. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen,
2: if you haven't already
1: found out,
2: okay, we're talking with Danny Wentz today. He we didn't even do an <laughs> introduction. We just jumped <laughs> into stuff. That's the way it really should happen anyway. Let it be organic and live. But Here Danny Wentz, uh, the commander and officer of the, <laughs> uh, the South. Uh, territory for pure fishing, and we're gonna do nothing but talk badassness of reels today, man. Because I know there's a lot of new good new stuff coming out. You just heard Drew bitching about, man. I finally found a reel that I really, really, really love, and now it's yep. gone. What am I gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. You know, you know, know. What,
1: you know you no mean? more AL
2: look F. No dude, more. Dude, just like I did, man. If you can start find them, get them. Start scooping them up. I yep, find uh, them, get the, them. The Revo Four Inshore. Man, I mean, them things are bulletproof, dude. I love them to death. And uh, every time I see one for sale, I go ahead and snatch it up. So that's what you should do, man.
1: Yeah, but I don't get that select angular discount on the ones that are used. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that. I don't. Speaking of that, too, they they just opened that back up for, for us to be able to to get stuff. And I knew it was going to happen because I just ordered a uh a, abu off of somewhere else i just ordered a revo off of somewhere else so i knew it was going to open back up soon it's yeah. that's just my luck it's, yeah
2: it's destined to happen to you mm-hmm. so like danny was saying man the uh, the new the new new of the abu is going to be rock solid man and and we're i definitely want to get into that but I want to do some bullshitting first, man. Before we, <laughs> before we get into like the real talk and get into like the technical specs of the new stuff that's coming out, because yeah, yeah. because I don't know what's going, dude. Hold on, hold on, man. I don't oh, know go what. Go ahead. I don't know what is going on with all my friends, man. But something's happening to them. They all starting to bass fish, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like like all my friends are on the on the the southern. Coast where it's salty, and now all of a sudden I see them like bass fishing all the time. Danny, you just went somewhere that's like some sort of like mecca bass mecca, and you said there's going to be some pretty pretty awesome media uh,
3: coming. Yeah, out, but- I think uh, there's been a couple videos that have been put out. I really haven't messed with a whole lot of mine. Been too busy, but uh, the, some of the stuff Adam put out on some of the new baits. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, pretty pretty cool, epic places, uh, uh, lakes that uh, were built to grow huge bass. Look, um, see, he's not even like naming names because he's like. Well, I mean, a, I'll a, tell you, it's it's, it's it's squirrel a, fan, it's it's, uh, it's it's actually a hunting ranch that we went on, but uh, the guy had uh, some private lakes built on his property for himself um and, and like it's, super science shit too from what yeah, I I, well of. it's it's uh it's if anybody's ever heard of camelot bell which is an exclusive supposedly mm-hmm. they guarantee you a double digit um they're very very pricey um and you are allowed to, to go fish it and he's got a couple lakes uh, on that property well these lakes are are uh, very very similar because his brother owns the property um but they specialize in putting people on trophy whitetails, exotics, things like that at uh, at Lone Wolf Whitetails Ranch, and uh, just just got lucky enough to be able to go on there and uh, through some relationships and and go out there and, and try some of uh, uh, some of the new Berkeley products out there. And um, I tell you what, uh, there is some there's some big bass. and so we didn't catch any no double digits or anything like that, but we caught lots of healthy five six. Pounders, you know, a lot of fours, threes. Um, But I mean, these fish uh, are definitely healthy. And when they hit your lure, it's definitely a smash. It's, it's not just a little bump. So uh, that was a lot of fun uh, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of new baits that came out and it was uh, good to like get some firsthand experience with them, I guess. Um, I know they're Berkeley. I know they're probably going to work because all the testing it's done in them, but just, just to do it it is a lot of fun. Dude, that I would I would hate it if that became the
2: new tagline. You know, <laughs> they're probably gonna work. <laughs> Berkley, well, you know, they're probably gonna work. Yeah,
3: they're, they're, they're probably, there's a lot of science behind them. I mean, I believe in the product obviously, but uh, you know, it, it's not just from uh because I work for the company, it's it's because uh it's been proven for years and years, way before I worked for the company. I mean, uh who hasn't caught a fish on the power bait? I mean, uh, power bait scent really does work. I mean, fish do hold on to it longer. Um, I mean, that's one of Adam's testimonials is he lost his all his chigger crawls that he puts, you know, on tips on the back of some jigs and stuff. And and he really likes chigger crawls when he's bass fishing because when a bass hits it, you know, they hold on to it a little longer because they're really trying to eat it because of the, the way it tastes to them. Um, so he had to switch it off with another brand. And, and he says, I can literally see these fish and they bite it, and then they let it it go. They spit it right out before I get a chance to set my hook. And he's like, man, I I need my Berkeleys. So, I mean, and that's just not from one person. I mean, there's several, several, probably hundreds of thousands of people that can attest to the same thing. Um, And then, you know, of course, that translated over into Gulp, and Gulp was designed, you know, came out, I think, in 2003 with a different delivery system. Um, And those baits just perform, perform, perform. Bro, and uh, you bro. know,
2: I'm I've got a video, I've got a video, and I'll put it out there. i I'll work on it tomorrow. It's just this little clip, man. Um, I let my, just like every good fisherman does, right, Drew? We leave our gulp on this on the hook to dry up, man. Mm-hmm. and and we don't take it off, man, because we want to wrestle with it. When it comes time for us to go fishing, we want to be able to wrestle with that shit to get it off of the hook. And the new paddle tails. They don't dry up the way that old gulp did, okay? It takes a long, long time for that stuff to become rock hard on a hook. And a couple Fridays ago, I'm out there, and I, I did not take the damn gulp off the hook. And it was, had been on there for about a week. And I was like, forget it. I'm tossing it out there. I tossed it out there, and it got ate up immediately. <laughs> it got ate up. It, it didn't even – I didn't even have to – worry about changing it out i'm like i'm gonna (laughs) fish with this this dried up (laughs) gulp and they were still eating the shit out of it uh yeah it'll still
3: put off scent it'll still put off scent because it kind of the water kind of rehydrates it a little bit because it's kind of a spongy type material but it has been reformulated a little bit
1: it seems a little more buoyant than in times past, too. Like it, it new, takes a yeah. it takes a little longer to sink. You know, with the same size jig head and everything else, I was throwing some big five inchers and I really had to slow down and let it let it kind of sink, even with a quarter ounce jig head. You yeah, want to know?
2: You want to know a, 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 something I found out, Drew? The three op, um swim bait hook works better on those five inches. It makes them drop faster than the four. It makes Because it
1: it makes them nose down faster. Man, I, just, Maybe. I was just
2: like, I used the five-aught on the five-inch, and I was like, dang, why is this thing taking so long? Mm-hmm. And then one day all I had was some three-aughts, put a three-aught on, and it started sinking just fine, man. I don't know if it's just the profile, um, hmm. you know, but, yeah. That, and the three-aught is only a one-eight uh, um, belly weight. I think the four-aught is also a one eighth belly weight. Mm-hmm. But the five odd of course, is much larger. Um, anyway, that was that was my uh, my experience so with
3: that my, my question would be: <laughs> Do you want them to go nose down? Are you trying to get them nose down on the bottom? I would use a jig head if I did if I wanted that, but I I just right. want them to get down. Um, sometimes,
2: like, yeah. yeah. And when when I'm working a a paddle tail, a lot of guys do want that fall right. They want that fall because they think a lot of times that... It, and it's it's not wrong. I mean, some fish do pick up bait on the fall. Right. You know, some fish pick it up after the after the fall and you do the little bump, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of times I'm swimming a bait. I'm just swimming it, man. I'm, sure. I'm finding an area that I can swim that bait through, but I want it to be able to hit a specific area in the water column and kind of stay there. So you're imagining... All right, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, thinking about how this bait is falling in that water column. And then you can start your retrieve. And I'm, I know Drew is going to say the same thing, or he's thinking the same thing. You start the retrieve, and the next thing you know, you're like, why is that son of a gun up on the top of the water? Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very buoyant, man. Yeah. The, the reason
3: when I, I kind of asked that question, too, is because uh, I had an opportunity to fish, I guess it's been two years ago, with um, one of the uh, Elite Redfish Pros. Um, After he did his stint in the Elite Redfish, I guess his day of fishing was over the day before. And so he wanted to go fishing in the same area as the guys did on the second day. And uh, so we met up at the boat ramp and his rig that he had for his, uh, and he doesn't fish a gulp. He was fishing a Berkeley power bait, five inch grass pig, but it's a swim bait. And he had the, um, he had a swim bait hook on it with a belly weight, but he also had a bullet weight on the front of it. Uh, I've used that and, tactic before as well. Yeah. And uh, that's why I asked if he wanted it to go nose down. And I think his main thing was, is, is uh, when he's cast from the tower, um, if he's sight casting to fish and he wants it to get, to hit the bottom and go nose up in front of those fish, and then he twitches it a couple times and then he can still swim it afterwards, um, just, to either get the sight uh, strike or maybe the reaction strike from it bouncing off the bottom, like you were saying. So, anyway, that's just a, just another another thing. And it was you know it was a smaller bullet weight, and I think his belly weight on his was uh, is sixteenth or an eighth. So,
2: Drew, in, in your um, your recent endeavor to tackle the greenfish, how's that going, man?
1: Ah. Uh, uh- I struggled like hell in this past in this past tournament because I was fishing Lake Whitney and it goes from like you're in a creek. So I I mean normally around here if I'm back in a creek it's like 5 8 foot of water tops, 12 foot in the middle. I'm in a creek that 20 feet off the bank is 70 feet deep. Like it was That's not was, a, that's a creek. That's a creek. That was the creeks up that's a, there. That's a
2: like a bayou,
1: man. Dude, that that's a creek. That is the creeks. I was in King <laughs> Creek is the name of it. It is a creek. But I was in there I sh- I struggled 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 until I found um found a spot that I really liked that I've kind of found is kind of my groove. Um I either like throwing <sighs> a texas rig something in some um timber um some lay downs and things like that i I really like fishing that or throwing crankbaits but so i found some timber sitting in about 12 foot of water and i sit there and hammered it uh caught a couple fish off of it but other than that man i I did not have a good pre-fishing i did not have a good tournament to win the tournament was only 89 inches which most of them are you know 95 to 100 inches in most other tournaments um, but 89 inches won it. It was difficult, but Chris, I think you're seeing a lot more guys go to the bass side, especially ticks. and the cot. Yes. Have you seen the Hobie BOS checks? Yeah, $10, 30, grand, yeah. They're selling out, you know, 200 angler tournaments in five, six minutes. Um, and they're only allowing 200 people to sign up and,
2: and the motors the the, um,
1: Allowing motors to but participate, motorized kayaks. In the Hobie BOS, there's no motors. Oh, so so you're getting right. you're getting two hundred people sign up in three to seven minutes, um, and they're doing a waiting list now. In you know, it's just there's so much more money, and there's more local tournaments to fish. Like, I can pick from four different trails that's within a two-hour drive of my house, three-hour 3, three hour drive of my house to go fish different tournaments. So it's more opportunities to fish competitively, where, you know, as much as I, I love the GRS, there's only one GRS, where there's four, five, six, you know, different local clubs around here, plus the ones on the national stage that are, there's three big national tournaments that are going around the country yeah chain, those guys so. those are, guys are, are fighting for big checks Man, they are yeah i mean it's Danny, it's, does, it's big money um, yeah is
2: pure involved at all with hobie bos or any of the the big um I mean, why, has it, why hasn't pure bought a kayak company yet what's, what's on <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> man i don't i don't i don't <laughs> they know bought everything uh, else
3: <laughs> it, it seems like it I, I think they're really trying to tackle the uh you know the gear side right now, but I, I will say I I believe they do sponsor um, some some of them maybe the ones up north a little bit, and then I, we do uh, well we do sponsor GRS and we sponsor uh, the uh, Louisiana uh, Bayou Coast, yeah, the Bayou Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah um but as far Different as like a lot of events. Yeah, they put up a lot of good vents, um, and they usually have uh, their max number of anglers that they think they can handle, I believe. So, um, you know, the, the kayak deal is is, is is pretty big, but, you know, there used to be, what, like three or four redfish, you
1: mm-hmm. know, at one time, and
3: now it's, yeah, you should, like you guys said, it's down to, like, one.
1: Um, yeah, and you guys sponsor the North Texas Kayak Championship, too. That's yes. The, that's the yeah. tournament that I was just fishing on Lake Whitney, you gotta sponsor that. But yeah, there's just they, the the coastal tournaments too. You only can have, I mean, you can have them in different places, but you have it seems like the Corpus tournaments and the Galveston tournaments, and that's it. Like there's there's hardly any in between. So if you don't live fairly close to those, you're kind of sol on fishing any of these saltwater tournaments. Where on the bass side, I can drive three hours, two hours, and fish in four different league, quote unquote, league tournaments on different lakes across the across Texas. Or right. drive
2: two and fish the coast.
1: Yeah, or or fish the coast, but You're there's only there's. There's only GRS, man. Like to, to me, in my no. mind, there's only GRS. Because I'm Look. not driving five <laughs> hours Dude, to I've, go I've to s- the corpus
2: Tournament. I've said this on, on this podcast, I know more than once. And Danny probably, you know, has has talked in his industry, the people that he's spoken with probably feel the mm-hmm. same way. You're trying to you're trying to penetrate a a, a an area of fishing that's dominated by Bait fishermen.
0: I mm-hmm. mean, it really is. Yeah,
2: freshwater is dominated by lures, man. Lure fishermen, you know, dudes that that are you know throwing thousand dollar damn lures, man. Um, most on the, the ba- on that, the
1: bass side for sure. Yeah, on the bass side for on the, sure. On the
2: um, on the Gulf Coast, any saltwater, honestly, it's bait, man. It's, it's freaking shrimp, cut bait, um, mullet you know then you got your offshore i mean we do troll some some pretty nice lures offshore uh you know vibe lures and and lip baits lip baits and stuff like that diving deep diving lures but it's dominated by bait fishermen man
1: but do you do you think that if, you know, just for instance, GRS had a live bait division and an artificial bait division, you would have that many more people sign up? Oh, like hell you, yes. You, you'd have yes. 200 plus sign up if they had a live bait division?
2: Danny, I mean, if you could go out there and mm. soak some bait and possibly, you know, pull in a, a paycheck, I mean, yeah. You'd yeah, I want mean. A lot more people sign up because there's a lot of people that don't have confidence in, in fishing lures
3: yeah but then that takes some of the sport out of it yeah um you know because like you said there's a lot of people that fish fish with you know with live bait or dead bait or whatever but that's just the whole deal is you're you're feeding the fish um and you know to that end i mean who hasn't went with their grandpa or whatever and threw pop and cork and, and live shrimp and you know caught you know everything from trout to hardheads you know um, which, which could be a lot of fun and it's, you know, it's great for there so that kind of thing. There's nothing wrong but with it, man. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I mean, that's I love how a lot of it. people get, get, you know, get food to eat on the table. I mean, yep. there's nothing wrong with it. But if you're going to have fishing as a sport, um, and you're going to, you know, want guys to compete on that kind of level, I think, that, I think that you do have to use artificial. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> you, if you
2: wanted, you know, more people to participate, you, have to get more people that are confident in, in fishing, um, you know, lures. So yes, true to answer your question. I do believe more people would enter if they were fishing, you know, bait, live bait, cut bait, whatever, but that's not an official and, and you know, it's not a sport tournament at that point. You know, it's, it's just, it's a charity event.
1: <laughs> you just that's donate enough. to the pot. This is a conversation for a whole podcast. We could <laughs> sure, do it, right? a sure. whole podcast. Talk about, yeah, exactly.
2: And there was um, something. Oh, you know, speaking of podcast, man, I think we might have pissed off some people on our last one. What, what happened? We were, we were throwing some rather controversial stuff out there, and we might save it for whenever Danny's not, you know, uh, whenever, whenever he he uh, cuts out of here later on and, and we continue on. But, yeah, man. Afterwards, I was like, dude, I wonder how many people just got totally pissed off at us. Like, you know, who the hell do these guys think they are? Uh, honestly, Danny, what we ended up doing on our last, last podcast was we talked about like the difference in quality. You know, whenever you go and buy product.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whenever could, you go and yeah. buy
2: product and whenever you and whenever you promote product, um, promoting something that's actual crap and saying oh. that it's the
3: best thing in the world. Was this uh, the, your uh, talk on the kayak stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. But it, it 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 applies. It applies not just to kayaks though. It applies to sure everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this episode is is about reels, and I know that Drew, being the dude that he is, he's been doing research, just tons and tons of research, and so he's probably got technical data coming out of his uh, tiny little eyeballs and his head.
1: Tons and tons and tons, and <laughs> and when we were talking about when we we're talking about reels and technical data and stuff like that, me and Chris were having a conversation. I, we were texting back and forth about some old reels that I had, and he was like, "Man, what's the gear ratio on that?" And I sent him and told him, and he said, "That's a great cranking reel," and it got me thinking: How many newer guys to the sport have no idea? what ratios they should be using for certain tactics you know whether they're throwing crank baits or swim baits or a popping cork or things like that so that's kind of what i wanted to talk about today was just you know it's
2: important to understand how that conversation got started by the way oh oh yeah well it is because said I had- his, his hand was was getting tired he was he was using crank baits with spinning rods or spinning reels Yes, because using them with his uh, with his bait casters, he was getting his hand was getting tired.
1: It was wearing out my shoulders,
2: and it's I said, "What?" Well, well yeah. I was like, "Your your gear ratio is probably wrong," and because whenever you're working crankbaits, you should have you know slow turns um, that are almost effortless. You know, mm-hmm. it just pulls that 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 crankbait through the water for you. And you don't have to have any effort really to get that sucker going. If you're hey, like you're using something that's eight to one, man, you're
1: gonna be like just freaking cranking on it, trying to get that sucker back to you. And yeah, you if you're were- trying to get them down
3: for sure, you need a slower retrieve.
1: Yeah. And you were right that I was using the wrong reel for that application, but it was, it was holding the rod that was killing my shoulder. It was it was oh. because because when I'm reeling with my bait oh, casters, pants. well, I'm, I'm reeling with my right hand with my bait casters, and I'm holding the rod with my left. And in a tournament situation where I am casting, 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 casting so much, my left shoulder was getting tired from holding you know, that rod with that crankbait on it all day long. So if I switched over to my spinning gear, which I reel with my left hand, Holding it with my strong arm, my right arm, I got way less fatigued. So it was actually like the holding it. Well, plus that spinning rod reel has a lower gear ratio, so it was easier. It was easier to get that sucker in.
2: And then here's here's the the you know obvious problem here is that we have these weirdos in the in the world that that think you should reel a <laughs> spinner
1: on the left side and a baitcaster on the right side. <laughs> Look, I don't know what to say. I have you're no. You're not the only person, though, man. There's I ha- a lot of them out there. I have no reason why I do that, but it just it feels more natural reeling with my left hand with the spinning. Danny, row. what hand do you? I don't
2: you know. Retrieve with right or left? Uh,
3: with what's reel?
1: <laughs> with the bank. cat. So baitcaster, okay. you're reeling with your right. What Correct. about a spin, spinning rod, spinning reel?
3: Uh, I learned with uh, doing it with my left. That. There- so I reel there you go. with my. Left. See,
2: this is this is just the strangest <laughs> thing in the world. Every time I pick, I think it's because whenever people buy, whenever or whenever a manufacturer sells a spinning reel, it's always configured on the left-hand side. You open up a, a spinner out of a box, it's always configured on the left-hand
1: side. Here here yep. is it, it is. is. Here here's what I'm going to say though. Which hand do you cast with, Chris? I'm a swapper, man. I cast with my right and I reel with my right. I cannot cast the spinning reel with my left hand to save my freaking life. So I think it's on the left because I can grab it, flip the bail, cast with my right hand, and then immediately start reeling. I don't have to swap hands. Now, when I'm casting a bait caster, a lot of the time I'll fish to my left side, casting with my right hand, and then swap hands, and then start reeling in. Almost almost ninety percent of the time. That's so how you're only
2: it. goofy foot with one with one reel.
1: Yes, only goofy foot with one reel. But I, I'm thinking about trying a left handed reel on my bait casters just so I can cast with my right and reel just the same but I don't know how long that's going to take me to get used to it. Yeah.
2: See, I try to reel with my left and I look like I've done gone full retard. <laughs> well, that's how I look when
1: I'm casting with my left. I, I just can't, I can't get the cast down with my left hand. I can't do it, but let, let's, let's just get right into the gear talk and stuff. We've already talked about, you know, crankbaits. You want a lower gear ratio. That way you can really get those deep diving crankbaits down. Now, Danny, when we're saying a lower gear ratio, where would you start to consider like low uh, compared to the the mid-range kind of general and then the high speed?
3: Well, so that's a little bit of a tricky question because gear ratio, um, it varies. It varies from manufacturer. Um, It varies from, from real model because... Gear ratio takes into account from the size of the gear, the size of the spool, the size of the handle yep. of each reel that you're using. So um, the, the best way to quantify that is, is to look at whatever the inches per turn um, that you see for you know, whatever reel it is that you're looking at. So um, I like to tell people if you want to get those deep diving crankbaits down, um, it has to be 22 inches per turn or less or anywhere in the range between 22 to 25. I think there's a lot of uh, like five, four to ones, five, three to ones that are out currently on low profiles and in, in some round reels. And they're right around in that range, 22 to 25. Um, And really you wouldn't need anything less than that, unless you're trying to, to get those 25 and a half footers, like a dredger or something, or, you know, a big, striking or whatever it is down uh, really 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 deep um then you would want the slowest available um but if it's around you know like i said 22 25 inches per turn which i think a lot of the fives five to ones five four to ones five three to ones are um that's that's the range you want to look at and uh i know and for a fact and uh, of course abu garcia's we we label those as winch reels um other manufacturers might have them as a deep crank. I mean, it it just depends. What you what you're looking for is something around in the lower twenties mm-hmm. uh, to get those deeper baits down. Now, the winch is a pretty large profile reel, though. The standard Revo winch, yes, and there's a Revo uh, X winch, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's a, it's the same size profile as as your regular uh, Revo reels.
2: Is it? I thought yeah, for some yeah. reason I thought. Maybe it's because they they have maybe they have a winch that's much larger, like a four hundred size.
3: Um, not currently, not currently. Okay, yeah. I thought I
2: saw one. Oh, maybe it was the beast that I saw that had. Yeah, they had a beast with a 4'9 on to
1: one. There's like a four mm-hmm.
3: nine to one beast. I
1: and believe. to to dummy it down even more, um, for for guys that really. Don't understand it whenever he's saying like a 5 4 to 1 or a 5 0 oh, to 1 that means for every one turn of the handle there at the very end the spool will spin 5.4 times or 6.3 times or 8.0 times and then that'll give you how much line you're taking up per turn so the reason they're different is is it may have different spools or handle size, like Danny was saying. Like, for instance, the Revo Rocket is a 7.6 to 1, but you're getting 42 inches of line that you're pulling up with just one turn, whereas the Ike Revo is a 8.0 to 1, which is a higher gear ratio, but you're getting 33 inches because it's got a smaller spool, a smaller handle, and things like that. So when Danny is saying... Really look at how much line you're getting per turn, depending on what application you want. Really take that into consideration. You can start out by looking at these gear ratio, gear ratios, but you kind of you want to really look at the the inches per turn. You can right. even and
2: modify it, that a little bit too by yeah. adding a, a longer handle, a longer
3: mm-hmm. crank. Yeah, you could you could change your torque and you can change your ratio a little bit by by giving it a little bit more torque. But the the Revo Rocket is actually ten to one gear ratio. Um and you know it's the fastest reel that of course uh we make and uh it's yeah forty one point five, but I will tell you the new rocket's coming out and it's gonna be eleven. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus. It's, it's like it's like in the 90s whenever there was the home run um, <laughs> you know competition yeah. between Sammy Sosa and and Mark McGuire. Yeah, yeah, You know, it's it, every time every year there's uh and I'm sure that the new uh rocket is is coming out because it's got to beat uh the Diowa that came out that was like the 10-4 to 1 or something like that.
3: Uh I don't know if it was Diola. There there's another I can't, the, yeah, I can't remember the manufacturer at the at the top of my head, but there is another manufacturer that came out with a 10 point two or something, and it's I think it's I think we're at 41.05 and they're at 42 is what they're claiming. So uh, you know, our engineers that ended up uh designing um this reel, the rocket, obviously, uh off of the same gear design that's on the other Revos, which is Pretty remarkable if you can think about all the gear ratios they can get off of the one gear. Um, they said, well, we'll just take it to the next level. And so that's kind of what they're doing. And um, yeah, so that'll be out this fall. And those that don't know, the rocket is absolutely like
2: a gorgeous reel. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it really, really has a fine look to it. Um, but what what is the use of this gear ratio 10 plus
3: to one? It's- So that's a, that's a great question. And it's, it, I know it confuses a lot of anglers. Um, It does not confuse tournament fishermen, especially on the bass side. Um, They get it almost immediately because there's a lot of tournament fishermen that wish they could crank that reel in and get that bait to them back to them a lot faster. So what your applications, uh, would be on the freshwater side is, uh, pitching and flipping pitching and flipping is a great one because when you're pitching and flipping, as a lot of guys know, especially, you know, to a ledge, to a dock, to, you know, whatever it is, you're going to twitch your rod a couple of times. If you don't get bit, you want that, that lure back to you as quick as you can. So you can pitch to the next corner of the dock or to the next brush or whatever it is that you're, you're flipping at. Um, so that that's one you know of course application of it i like it for top waters because you everybody knows when you're twitching a top water and you get a lot of slack you are able to keep up with the slack a lot faster um you're it, stealing
1: on my points danny you're <laughs> stealing all my points keep going keep going this is good but, shit though keep but going. when uh when
3: i first saw the rocket come out i immediately i i always try to to think of stuff because you know i'm a coastal guy myself and 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 I'm like, man, you know, there's there's a lot of applications for this. So in the bass world, I think they actually tested it. Um, but I think with the eight to one and ten to one, it's like 200 and something more casts in an eight hour period. So it goes from like thirteen hundred and eighty something cast to like fifteen hundred and ninety something cast in an eight hour period with eight to one versus a ten to one. And so what is it? It's a numbers game. So if you're a tournament fisherman, you're getting more chances in front of the fish by being able to make 200 and something more cast in an eight hour period. So um, that being said, when you're thinking about coastal anglers, well, especially redfish tournament anglers, what are you doing? A lot of times they're sight, sight fishing testing. and it's the same kind of concept. You throw at the fish. If they don't see it or they move right before you throw, whatever, I got to get that bait back to me. I got to get, get it back in front of them again. So that's that application. Uh, guys that like to fish the sandy potholes, you know, when you can see the little sandy spots, you know, when you're drifting the laguna or whatever, and you, you throw into that sandy spot and you swim your lure through real quick. And if it didn't get bit and, you know, your first couple uh, cranks through there, then you want to get it back and throw it to the next one. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um, you, you're getting your, your bait out there. You're being able to cover a lot of water in a shorter amount of time. Um, and you're getting a lot more cast per whatever, you know, hour block that you're fishing. So for tournament anglers or guys that are, are serious about covering a lot of water, the higher gear ratio is definitely uh, what you want. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are like, well, that's just too fast. Um, have you ever seen a shad or a mullet running away from oh, something yes. that's chasing them? Mm-hmm, you yeah. can't, in a, even in a 10 to you 1, can't you, go cannot, fast enough. you cannot keep up with them. Yeah. So it's not, like it's out of the realm of too fast for nature, um, but it's it's it, it does give some anglers a definite advantage. And I, I have seen it in the redfish world with uh, a lot of the tournament anglers that switched sight casting, you know, from towers with a rocket. Um, and it still has plenty of drag. Um, they, they did cut the drag down a little bit on uh, the Revo rocket as opposed to the standard Revos just because of the high gear ratio. Um, didn't want to put too much stress. So, you know, the standard Revos are, you know, 24 pounds max drag, whereas Revo Rockets uh, cut at 18. Um, but still it's plenty. still plenty considering that most of the manufacturers out there are still making reels for bass fishermen and selling you it's a saltwater reel and it's 11, 10, 11 pounds drag. Mm. And uh, it, it's a lot of time that fishermen find out that af- for first it might work, but after a, a red really stretches you a couple of times. Then that drag seems weaker and weaker. Mm-hmm. You wow.
2: know. You know what's funny, uh, Drew. He was talking about. You know. You, have you ever seen shad? You know. Flee. You know. There. You can't really go fast enough. And whenever I think about that, I think about that one time that uh, you and I went out. Um, we we're che- we we're going to find redfish, and as soon as we launch, we get into this just ridiculous school of um, skipjacks. <clears throat> oh which, yeah, you know skipjacks <laughs> are also known to as the poor man's tarpon. There you and, go, and and it was it was such a ridiculous school of fish. The and the idea behind fishing purposely fishing for skipjacks with lures is you have to go as fast as you possibly can. You have to reel in like you are a, a madman, and they will not hit it unless. You are burning that lure as fast as it as you possibly can because you're you know, matching what they're doing. Yes, right? you're matching yes. what they. Yeah, and and any other species of fish will also if they're hungry enough they will chase a bait down. Um, it, as you're retrieving fast, trout. If you get into a really uh, aggressive school of trout, they will hit your shit just as fast as you can possibly retrieve it. So, yeah. Back to what you were saying, you know, about the retrieval speed. Um, sometimes slow is better, but the fast you can't discount that either.
1: No, not not at all. And you know, with the very slow gear ratios, we're talking about throwing crankbaits and big swim baits and things like that. Sure. Now with the faster gear ratios. Danny talked about how efficient it was for these tournament fishermen and stuff, but he also made a point that I want to I want to touch on again. If you're fishing any kind of technique that may allow for there to be some slack in your line, you should probably be, probably be fishing with a higher speed reel because once you get that hit you may still have slack in your line and you have yep. to get that slack gone before can, you cannot set a hook with the slack line like mm. you have got mm. to get that slack completely gone now chris i started using a high speed reel for a specific saltwater technique that you may end up with some slack in your line what what do you think i'm using a high speed reel for that may have some slack in my line for a, for a uh for a saltwater Frogs. technique, oh, no saltwater, saltwater technique. Saltwater, saltwater. We talk about I, I mean, it all the time. The popping cork, okay. the popping cork, man.
2: Well, let me tell you something though. Uh, you don't have high gear ratios on on spinning reels, so if you're yes, custom- you do. There's not yes, rocket. There. Yes, you do. There's not many of them. But, the uh, most the- people that buy it that buy a saltwater reel for the use of a popping cork don't go in and say. I'm going to buy a reel with a high gear ratio. They just don't, but okay, they should,
1: so, they should after listening to this episode, but keep going. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> there, there was, there was a time whenever I did consider, okay, is this going to help me any different? And I do have, you know, that pop and then a fast, you know, brrr, get that slack in man. just, you know, I yes. hit it real hard and real fast uh, to get that slack in. Um, but you have to. It was it was actually a guy y'all know Scott Wyland. Um, mm. It was probably eight or nine years ago, and he was telling me, "Man, I just bought this new um, high gear, you know, a, a spinning reel with a higher gear ratio, so I can work this popping cork as I'm moving through the water." And I'm like, "Well, first off, you know, working a popping cork as you're moving through the water—that sounds kind of silly to me." But okay, and then secondly, I'm like. What is this high speed ge- or high gear ratio you're talking about on a spinning on a spinning reel? Because I literally thought they were all the same. They were like all like five four to one and six three to one, and there wasn't anything higher than that. So, what is the high gear ratio on spinning gear?
1: I I'd have to go look. I want to say it's like a seven seven something. I'll have seven, to go gra- three to one. Yeah, I'll have to grab the reel. But right off the top of my head, I can tell you the. I bought a new. I reel am in the market
2: for a new spinning reel, so I, sp- I need
1: specifically for popping cork, and you know what is my favorite spinning reel? I bet you it's a Pin Clash High Speed. It is a Pin Clash <laughs> Three Thousand High Speed. It's got the power handle and it forty two inches per turn. Yeah, I think that one's <clears throat> seven to
3: one. I think.
1: Yeah, forty two inches per turn. Um, the normal pin clash to the twenty five hundred and the two thousand, you're getting like thirty to thirty-three. I don't know exactly which one it is, but I know it's around that. Thirty to thirty-three. So that That's is a right. nine inch difference per turn, which happens in what half a second? So in a full second you're getting an extra eighteen inches. That is the difference between Catching the redfish that has the gulp in its mouth, which it, oh, man, it's I probably not it. gonna let it go.
2: I miss so many at GRS because of that. Because the only thing, the only the only thing that was working that day was freaking popping quirks. Crankbait's not working. Top Danny, not working. Yes. I
1: gotta ask you, man, are you playing Minesweeper? Yeah. Or what what are you what are you playing with so, all of that clicking?
3: <laughs> So I'm actually I'm going through the catalog because I knew you were going to come up with that clash, and I was going to give you the actual, and the problem is, is it's lagging. So I'm having to click to make the pages work.
1: I mean, I can go grab it and look at it and tell you guys, but I, I believe it's a 7. Uh, it's It says on the actual reel itself.
3: Oh, I'm pretty sure it's a 7 to 1. I remember that, but I've just inches per turn like i know on a spin fisher 2500 a lot of the spinning reels are going to be six two to one because that's fairly standard and on a on a 2500 size six two to one you're at 33 inches per turn
1: yeah i'm sorry it wasn't 42 inches per turn on the 3000 high speed you're looking at 41 inches per turn and it's a seven 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 oh to one um that's that's pretty dang fast. I mean, you're you're getting it in there pretty quickly, and you get a hundred ninety yards of twenty pound braid. So if you can't get a redfish in with that setup, then you got some issues. But I I mean, if you're any kind of technique, and like we were talking about earlier, how I struggled on Lake Whitney, but then I found I found some fish. I like throwing a. Texas rigged something into some cover, which that causes a lot of slack sometimes. Cause I mean, you're sitting stuck on a branch or something like that. And I want to get that. I want to get it up quickly. So I throw, you know, the higher speed ALFs with my, with my worm gear. Um, what about, you know, like the middle tier. I mean, does everybody, well, let me, let me go back real quick. You were saying, Chris, you know, that you want to have that more efficient. um, You want to be able to get that fish in. People don't know about fishing with something that fast. You can slow down a high-speed reel. It is very difficult to do. It's hard, but you can't. You can't speed up a lower a lower gear ratio. You're <laughs> only getting. You're like only getting. You're only getting so much. You know. You're only getting so much. So I would suggest if you're on the fence, I would go a little bit higher than you think you need and try to slow down, than the other way around. Unless you're throwing deep diving crankbaits and so big like swim baits and things Rocket like that. Is
2: the same as the uh, Clash High Speed.
3: Yeah the, Re- the Revo Rocket. Yeah, spinning mm. the Revo Rocket spinning reel is seven to one as well. So I'm. I'm the new Revo Rocket spinning reel I think is seven point five to one.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question that is is not uh, related to gear ratio. Are we still on that topic? Yeah. Still sure. asking, yeah.
1: We still got a whole middle section that we gotta wanna, talk about.
2: I want to know. There are no. I know that Abu Abu Garcia um, and Pin. Well, Penn never really marketed a this is our saltwater rated um, spinning reel. But Abu did at one point have a a spinning reel marketed for saltwater use. Correct. The notion today is that all of their the entire line of Abu Garcia is suitable for saltwater use, as long as you take care of your stuff.
3: Right, and that that could probably go through a lot of manufacturers. The stuff that you want to look for, if it, it, to answer that a little bit, is um, so one of the reasons they took the inshore series out of anything that was Abu Garcia was one. We thought we could do a little better with stuff that was inshore with our saltwater brand, which is Penn, because that's all they make reels for is saltwater. Um, so we moved those bait casters over uh, with some shared technology um, to Penn. And, uh, you know, of course, the spinning reels, they already pretty, we probably pretty much had them in Penn as is, is, is pretty dominant. Um, but as far as what's in the reels, there's really not any difference. It's it's kind of a marketing type deal. Um, there's a few things that you can do to maybe make them uh, a little bit more durable in salt water, and that would be with you know um, trying to trying to waterproof them or make sure that uh, in, any manufacturer that sells a reel that says you can use it in salt water and that they're not shielded stainless steel bearings, you're gonna have an issue. Um, and the and the thing is, is a lot of people may not know, but the on a ball bearing, um, of course, is you've got the the metal cylinder, and then inside of it, it's got a bunch of little balls that you put on to, on you know a shaft or whatever to, to make it move a lot freer. Um, and on top of that, I'm so usually glad we were able a, to
2: incorporate balls. Is in a shield. That's
3: right. Uh, so you know, there's usually a shield on that, that to cover those ball bearings. Um, And if it's a shielded ball bearing and then a lot of people put coatings on them, things like that, like we do um, to uh, give it a corrosion protection, um, then that makes it that much better, obviously, to use in salt water. Um, So if you just use a standard uh, ball bearing set that would go in a reel that's unshielded, um, that's where a lot of manufacturers have issues uh, in their lower end stuff if they're not using shielded stainless steel ball bearings, then you're gonna get some corrosion and rust in there. It's just inevitable. Um it, it can still happen in shielded ones. I mean if they constantly are hitting salt water and you know water's splashing up on there, it's probably going to intrude. Or if you got the guy that wants to take the power washer to his reel after he goes fishing, um, you're gonna put salt water in those bearings. Um and eventually they will corrode a little bit and start making noise. Um it's obviously not the end of the world. You can replace bearings. Um but as far as, you know, the materials used, you're, you know, people are still going to use aluminum. They're still using brass. Um, and especially in all the ABU reels, they're, they're using, they're using the same, they're using brass and aluminum gearing. Um, a lot of manufacturers are um, the ones that you watch out for, obviously, is if they are using the nylon gearing and things like that, then um, there's a weak point. Um, and if you're using uh, stainless uh, steel shielded bearings, in your reels, then, um, there's different grades of them. Um, there's, there's the cheaper ones and then there's the, you know, like high performance corrosion resistant bearings that Abu Garcia uses. Um, you know, the, I mean, we could go bearings. So they use any the ceramics at all? They do in, uh, so they, they started that in the EXD when the EXD came out in the, in the Abu Garcia reels, the, the two spool bearings, the ones that the actual spool rides on were uh, ceramic. Um, they are doing it in the Xenon's, yeah, uh, the top, I think it, the MG, I think it's the LTX on the LTX is, uh, it's got the ceramics, uh, but that, you know, that's our lightest weight magnesium frame reel. And I believe it's on the MGX I'd have to double check, but I have not seen those reels in person yet because we have not got samples, but, uh, yeah, those reels will have it uh, on your standard Xenon X, which is taking the place of the ALF. It will be uh, HPCR, which is the high-performance corrosion resistant uh, shielded stainless steel bearings. Um, but that being said, those those bearings have performed remarkably well in a saltwater environment, as you can attest to with the on the inshore. Yeah. Um, and just any of the Revos that I've used in saltwater, I, and have – from pro staff and, and a lot of testers and everything else I haven't had, you know, it's very, very rarely that there's a, a bearing fail. Um, I know, I do know a guy that Wade fishes a lot with STXs and he said he had one of them that, you know, he knows he dunked it and, and some water might've got under the cap, uh, on his spool tension knob and that bearing went out on him, but he just replaced it and the reel was fine. Um, so I guess the key is is whatever reel you're fishing, just know that, you know, you have to maintain it, especially if it's in a saltwater environment. I don't care whose it is. Um, You've got to, to keep them maintained. You've got to keep them greased. You've got to keep them oiled. Um, You've got to keep them clean because saltwater is corrosive. I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, shoot, look at cars that sit in a saltwater environment. What happens to them? I don't care if it's a Land Rover or a freaking Yugo. It's going to rust if you don't take care of it. So that's just that's just one of the things as, as, as far as fishing in this and, you know, and on the coastal environment, you've got to take care of your stuff. Um, you know, like I said, and there there's little things that you can do, of course. Um, but as far as, you know, pin reels, if you've never noticed, you look at a pin reel, you ever open it up when you first get it, that thing is packed full of grease. And the reason why it's packed full of grease is because that blue grease repels, you know, stuff getting stuck to those important parts that will corrode. Um, you know
2: what? You know what Drew thinks. <laughs> what Drew that? thinks that that blue grease is an indicator, like these batteries. You know that we used to have that ah. would change colors whenever they're they're no longer have any juice. Drew <laughs> thinks that that blue grease, when it changed, when, when it's it changed not blue color, anymore, it's, it's time to clean anymore. it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just open it up. If it's still blue grease, you're good to go. You're don't good to go. don't start messing with stuff. Don't <laughs> take it apart. If it's yeah, blue if it's grease, still it's blue, good. you're good. Yeah, if it's, yeah, still, I, if it's still blue. Right. I mean, because because most of the reels that I'm using are sealed. So if it's still blue grease, it nothing's got in there. Even if they've been dunked, you know, my clashes have been dunked numerous times, and nothing has got into it at all. It's still it's still blue grease. So I just leave it alone. I don't even yeah, I don't even say.
3: I will say that uh, that's one thing that I think Penn and Abu has gotten a lot better at is as fitting parts together on the reels. As far as the framing and stuff, they've gotten way better. Tolerances are way tighter than say they were maybe, you know, four or five years ago. Um, and so that obviously helps. If it's a tight fitting reel and it has grease in it, um, you're just going to protect your stuff so much better. If it does take that additional, you know, accidental splash Mm -hmm. or dunk or whatever.
1: Danny, I got a follow-up question. Do, are manufacturers not using ceramic bearings as much as the stainless steel ones, just because it's a cost thing? It's just a, a price point thing.
3: Yeah, co- cost does does definitely factor into it. I think um, it and it's probably not as easy um, to to probably source as many ceramic ceramic bearings as it is the stainless steel because mm-hmm. everybody's been using stainless steel for so long. There's just so many out there that that, that manufacturers can get um so it it's i yeah definitely with cost um i definitely think that's that's part of it um the other part is is availability i would say Mm -hmm. have you
2: ever have you ever gone to let's say to Boca bearings and said all right i want to replace all the bearings in my you know old school abu revo max
1: or whatever it is first of all it's going
2: to cost you a hundred dollars
1: First I mean, of all, bearings. you know the answer is no because all I'm doing is seeing if my grease is still blue. I'm not <laughs> I'm not putting in any new bearings. But yes, my brother has the Boca bearings and all his Shimano's and everything like that because And he it costs you a hundred dollars
2: per reel to, yes, to upgrade and, those bearings.
1: And he has to replace them all the time, uh the originals because it's a Shimano. But <laughs> but Danny, that. that brings me that brings me to another question. Now you said that there were going to be you some CI
2: fours too.
1: Oh, I don't know. I've got I one of those. I need to get rid of it. <laughs> but you said that it's going to be in the Xenon. Do you think that real manufacturers are going to? You know, that is the next thing that is going to be a big selling point. Is hey, these come straight from the factory with ceramic bearings.
3: I'm not sure if it's gonna be I, I I know they did it in the in the LTX and the new Xenon because it's the Cadillac reel. It's it's you know, it's a top of the line reel that we make. Is that the magnesium one? Yes, it's a magnesium mm-hmm. frame reel. It's gonna be the lightest rate reel on the market, I believe, at four point five ounces. So super light reel. Um And I think they figured out that with the Infinispool system and putting those high grade ceramic bearings on the spool that they were able to get so much more casting distance. Um, Because I guess the initial startup when you go to throw is a lot easier for that one. So it gets, you know, the rotation start almost immediately a lot faster than, say, your standard stainless steel. Now there is, you know, I know there's some stainless steel bearings out there that guys, you know, polish all the the bearings inside and put them back together and super high grade lube and stuff like that, and they can almost get the same performance. Um, but that's a lot of work. <laughs> so um, with, the, I think they put it on that high end one just really to to give uh, just maybe a little bit more. Uh, ease and castability for and they're really trying to make it as a finesse reel so you can cast like 16 pound stuff the stuff that you normally have to use with a spinning you know and you know everybody in bass fishing is trying to use ned rigs and things like that and then you size down uh, on highly pressured areas so it's f- some more finesse type fishing six eight pound fluorocarbon line uh, smaller baits um, and you got to be able to cast that stuff so that's i think one of the reasons why for that reel they're doing it
1: and speaking of uh, Ned Rigs real quick, shout out to Bugs. Chris was shooting me some oh, pictures really? of the new the new Ned Bugs. Though, if you guys didn't get a chance to check those out at the Fishing Show, make sure to check those out. Those things look pretty sweet. Uh, for those of you that listen to our episode um, on Bass and Brews, uh, it's it's the Ned with Features that we were talking about. The Ned <laughs> Ring with Features. And we're, we're talking... High speed reels, we're talking low speed reels, we're talking about tournament fishing, we're talking about particular applications, guys. If you just want to go fishing and you don't really want to have to think about what gear ratio you're using, just go for the middle of the road, go for your tried and true six three to one, six four to one. I was going to say seven three. Or seven, I mean, all the way up to seven, depending on, depending on which reel and manufacturer, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You're, you're going to get decent performance, but it may not be exactly what you want when you start to fine tune your fishing game, but it's a good place to start.
3: Yeah. Especially, you know, if, if you know, most guys, it depends, you know, obviously where you're fishing or if you're going to do saltwater predominantly or freshwater. Um, I know it used to be kind of, it's, it's kind of an old school way of thinking now, but every guy that was a Texas rig fisherman or, you know, a Carolina rig fisherman is, Oh, I need to, I need that five, three to one, or I need that six to one. I, I can't have anything faster. Um, and you know, in super cold water, that may be the truth, but In Texas, when our water, you know, changes a little bit, but sometimes it doesn't change hardly at all. Even though we had a cold front for two days that you feel the water and it's still in the 60s. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't matter if you, you know, they have that real low speed. That real low speed is for a lot of these guys uh, that are fishing around us or are definitely for your deeper diving crankbaits. Um, Now, there is something to be said, you know, for some of those Carolina rig fishermen if you need to fish it slower, you need to drag it slower, um, then yeah, absolutely go for the five, three to ones or the five, four to ones, or, you know, the six, six, two to ones or whatever you can find that's that low. Um, but your standard, I think your standard, most everybody's six, four, six, three, six, six, uh, um, they're around anywhere between uh, 26, 28 inches per turn somewhere in there. Um, so that, that, you know, covers a lot of baits. Um, you get up to a seven to one, seven, three to one. I know some manufacturers put seven, five to one, but guess what? They're all 30 inches per turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, that, that goes back to gear size, spool size, diameter, and, uh, of course your handle. Um, so those reels now, I think are way more popular, especially, uh, for us coastal fishermen, because 30 inches per turn, you can pretty much fish, you know your soft plastics. Um, you can you can do a top water. You can do your corkies. You can do that stuff.
1: Throwing a spoon. Um,
3: throwing, yep, yeah, absolutely throwing a spoon. Um, that that gear ratio is, is uh, and and if, and if you look at most uh, reels that come out that have the inshore moniker on them, they're in that seven, you know, seven point one to one gear ratio, uh, and that thirty inches per turn.
1: Chris, what are you mainly using, man? Do you know off the top of your head what most of your reels are? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite favorite ratio and favorite reel? Because you sent me a picture of three of them lined up that you just bought <laughs> brand new. What 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 reel those, did you? The spot? reels
2: weren't brand new, but my my rods were. Oh, okay. I thought I, I, I got, thought the reels were new I got, too. I, I was like, I got that goofy thing, man, where I just don't feel right if my reels and my rods don't match in color. <laughs> so. So I went ahead and uh, and sprung for three new rods to match some reels, but uh, I think everything is that I've got is is the seven around a seven gear seven to one gear ratio, and um, I feel comfortable there. Um, I still have a hard time getting used to anything in low profile that's high speed. Um, I know that sight casting it helps me get that shot off a little bit faster and get it back if I miss. Um, the premieres that I use, I use premieres on my boat when I'm sight casting and they do just fine. Um, and I believe those are seven, three to one. They're not high. Yeah. yeah. They're not yeah. high, uh, high speed. Uh, I just do have an issue with the, anything in the 10 to one, man, <laughs> I'm like, God, dog it, son of a, <laughs> slow, slow down,
1: the hell down. Slow, slow the slow down.
3: down. <laughs> But yeah, certain certain baits it doesn't work as good with. You're, you're, I like
2: you know. the idea of using it for a topwater, man. And I think I think that I'm going to uh, look for a rocket and try it out because yeah, that would be nice to have have some additional confidence in uh, what what is the entire package of the gear. You know, the topwater mm-hmm. that's all the way at the end to the reel that's all the way in my hand um some additional confidence would be nice so yeah i think i'm going to try that out um but with that being said man i've 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 got a couple reels for sale drew you (laughs)
1: you looking for some (laughs) i've I've been telling you i'm looking for some i mean i just bought a new one he 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 is he asks me that every week chris are you selling any reels
2: man i need some new reels (laughs)
1: well I, I built myself some some rods so now I need some reels for them and uh we haven't been able to use the select angler for a little uh, since around Christmas I think it was but now yeah. it's all it's all open back up um so I don't need your reels anymore Chris I'm gonna buy new ones all right, cool cool', I'm, cool, cool. A, I'm gonna be good I'm gonna be good I'm just gonna buy new ones and we're we're saying guys again you do not have to have a 10 to one to fish a top water. You don't have to have a 5-4 to four to fish a crankbait. It's just going to make your life a little more easy, a little more comfortable. If you're really looking to step up, fine-tune your fishing game, get into the tournament. Um, like like I was saying with the Old Town, the autopilot. It, the autopilot has made me a more efficient fisherman. A high-speed reel can make you a more efficient fisherman fishermen like danny was saying what were you saying like 200 more casts or something like that in per an eight hour day yeah in an eight hour day that is a lot of presentations to fish a lot and you know i always say it's i'm working on my game
2: i'm working on my game you know uh trying to fine tune <clears throat> and, and refine what i do out there on the water and it's not always you know sight casting sometimes it's you know, blonde casting sometimes it's you know different crankbaits at top waters sometimes it's fly gear man um, and and you get out there and you're like man this really isn't working for me maybe i need to do something different and just those small little bitty changes from your hand to the lure make a difference matching line weight to the to the rod uh, matching
1: lure rate, weight to the line You know, all those things can
2: make a big difference in in the final presentation.
1: Yep. And are you gonna stumble into a redfish no matter if you have Cajun Red Line and a Zebco reel and everything else? Yes. You You might stumble into one. You can stumble into them. But ain't ain't nobody biting on Cajun Red Line though. That stuff's the most horrible thing ever invented. But you are more likely to catch fish, the more that you dial in your equipment with your own knowledge of where the fish are going to be. Um, I, I will
3: say, Drew, I think you just pissed off half of Arkansas Louisiana when you just... They can be mad. All them
1: They can be red. Coo-yay. They can be mad. Back when I didn't even know anything about fishing, I knew that I bought some Cajun red and put it on there, and I was like, this sucks. Like, I didn't have to know anything about fishing to know that that line, the memory on it was freaking horrible. It was like a slap bracelet. Like, it, just, <laughs> it just, it just, it went straight curled, straight curled, straight curled. It was freaking horrible. But what what's not horrible is going to be the new Xenon coming out, which, which, I, it hurts my heart that my ALFs are gone now. Um, I just got to know them. I'm just now using them. But tell us a little bit about well, hold on, some of the new. That,
2: yeah, hold up, hold up, Kimosabi my bad okay go ahead we always give so much love and i do i i we need um danny to tell us about the new xenon that's coming out or that is out now and also some new products that might might be out by pin but we we always give so much love to abu and pin but there are other um real manufacturers under pure that we often forget about that are high that are hitters man big hitters in the scene um i know pfluger for a long time what was it the presidential um i had one really of those good, yeah it was a really good reel i'm not sure what's happening it still is so i'm ahead. not sure what's happening with those those brands these days and i'm hoping that at, you know if you can take 10 minutes you know maybe 9.8 minutes and tell us about you know what's going on with those guys these days
3: yeah, so I'm pulling up something here so we can... You don't have it off it. the top of your head, dude. Come on, man. it have got a <laughs> lot of products here.
2: Yeah, so, guys, while Danny's doing that, so... No, said, I got... I go ahead. He sent some photos uh, a couple weeks ago after his big conference, and it was just tables just, just lined out, man, hundreds upon hundreds of different reels. And I know... He had to go to class on every single one of those damn things, and they have to they have to learn about them the whole entire time. I see what you just did there, Drew.
1: <laughs> that clicking is about to drive me nuts. I had to I had to mute for a second. Okay, he's got it pulled up now. He's ready. Okay. <laughs> I got it. So th- they are they are going to
3: change uh, for September. Uh, we're talking about Fluger um, Fluger Patriarch spinning reels. Um, so those reels are coming out. They're going to be a twelve bearing system. Uh, machined aluminum gear, titanium main shaft, magnesium body carbon drag system. Uh, they have a carbon rotor. Uh, they're going to come with a braid-ready spool, which they do, I think, currently as well. Um, the new carbon handle is 62% lighter than the standard aluminum. Uh, they are going to have a cork knob. Um, and they, they have a new uh, uh, oscillating man. system um, that's called a total line control system, which is a, basically it's a slower... Uh, level line lay for uh, the spinning reels which just puts when you're actually fishing the reel puts the line back on there a little more smoother and, and, and level on the spool itself uh, but those reels are, are going to be out like I said in September we're going to make them in the the Patriarch is, has been the, uh, the high end I guess the flagship reel for uh, Fluger for a while super smooth reels I own like three of these reels not this version obviously Um but I use them uh, for some of my finesse bass fishing stuff. I have one that I have. like I used uh, smallmouth fishing a couple years ago and it became like my favorite reel um, because it's just they're just one thing about fluger spinning reels, and a lot of people might not know because there's not a lot of dealers that carry them. They're usually in a big box store. Um, but out of the box, they are some of the smoothest feeling gear, feel and fit reels that you'll put in your hand. I remember Um, putting
2: one up against like a, um, a quantum smoke PT and they were almost exactly the same.
3: Yeah. I mean the gear fit and feel on them is, is, is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but this one, like I said, it's being a little bit lighter rate. They're going to retail for around, uh, uh, 220, actually 220, uh, uh, a reel doesn't matter what size 25, 30 or 35. Um, but they are, uh, awesome reels for all kinds of finesse fishing. Um, you know that one would probably not be one I'd put in saltwater, um, but magnesium. there is a new yeah because the magnesium. But there is a new Fluger that is out already. Um, the Supreme XT. If you can get a hold of a Supreme XT, those things are fine, and I think those those are retailing for one sixty, I believe. Um, that reel is. It feels great in your hands. Um, and I've used that one as well. It's, it's a heck of a reel for for the price. Um, but this there's a Supreme, regular Supreme and a Supreme XT. And the reason I recommend the Supreme XT over the regular Supreme, I think the regular Supreme is like 110, is because the Supreme XT does have the shielded stainless steel bearings, whereas the regular Supreme just has stainless steel bearings, but they are not shielded. So you cannot use that one in salt water. I can't help but think about Taco Bell every time you say
1: Supreme, man. <laughs> <laughs> you love them Supremes, Supreme XT from Taco Bell, huh? We we, uh, you interrupted me to talk You're about Supreme XT, back, from, <laughs> from Taco Bell.
3: You're gonna make people hungry.
2: All right. So besides besides Fluger, um, okay. So the, I know that Pure's brought in a new fly fishing um line greys, um which is i'm fishing with some of the gray stuff and i so far really really like it um i'm not the most knowledgeable fly fisherman out there i know that there's a lot of gear heads out there that'll be like oh greys is just beginner stuff but hey man if you're out there winning
3: like best of show in icast you've got to have something going for you I wouldn't say Grays is necessarily like a beginner. I think a beginner would be more like your Shakespeare, Cedar point you know, kits or something like that. Um, no, Grays has been around for a while, but it has been the, I guess, lower end stepbrother to Hardy. Right. Um, some of the same technology goes into making both, but the uh, Grays is just uh, more angler friendly in price. But that being said, there has been a lot of stuff that they have come out with, uh, especially recently when they decided to relaunch Grayson in North America. Um, that they just totally revamped the gear, and they have made some really awesome uh, price point, uh, you know, I guess affordable type uh, reels for and rods, really for for uh, guys that may be getting into it, or maybe haven't been into it, or hey, I'm going to go saltwater fishing, and I don't want to take my Nice stuff. Spend a buttload of money. Yeah, and spend you know thousands of dollars. I I, I want to get out there and have some fun, and then well, hey, hey there's this grace, and I I know you've already uh, tested the uh, neuro nymphing, um or yeah, the, the euro-nymphing,
2: euro-nymphing rig. there. Um, yeah, in fact, everybody that was that was fishing with me that day, they all wanted to use it. They, <laughs> every single one of those guys were like, dude, I've got to get one of these because this is the most well balanced nymphing uh rig that i've ever used so that that was uh a, a testament to um the the thought that went into building that combo by i can't even remember the guy's name but he's some he's a Howard world cross champion. yeah Howard cross yeah he's yeah
3: yeah howard yeah he is the world champion casting he's a world casting champion uh in that technique the Euro-nymphing, and he is the one that designed that whole combo. He's been working for Hardy for years. It is super um, fine, man. I tell you yeah. what, the day that I actually <laughs> own
2: a a Hardy rig, a Hardy rod and reel, well, there's if one of two things have happened. One, I'm on my way out, and I'm going to blow all my money, all
4: right?
2: <laughs> um, so, you know, either that's happened or I've won the freaking lottery because those things, man, you're definitely in a grand um, for a rod and reel, uh, in, in the Hardy, uh, brand. Um, but I didn't mean to sway this towards fly fishing. Um, I kind of wanted to dig into any other brands that we need to talk about and kind of get that out there in front of people. Um, Pfluger does not get much love on this show, but they should.
3: Yeah. That's just, that's two of the reels that I can tell you that, uh, that have come out recently that they're doing, um, besides, you know, some other type of combos and things, but, uh, Definitely um those are gonna be uh like I said, if you're if you're a fluger patriarch fan at all, um you definitely wanna check out that new one. And like I said, the Supremes have been around a while too, but this is a new new version of it and they are out currently.
2: Okay, so back to what makes you get all excited. How about Penn?
3: So Penn um we're gonna we're gonna relaunch uh Fierce in September uh fierce is getting an upgrade fierce four now from the fierce three um uh four sealed stainless steel ball bearings now uh full metal body with a graphite rotor um you know all pretty much everything else is the same with the exception of i believe the body style now is going to be more the same as the uh, battle threes um but, you know, the new Fierce has got a little bit different look to it. It's um, still black and red, um, but they're going to do um, the pattern, I guess, that's on the spool itself. Instead of having some of the slanted, uh, like, cuts to lighten them up, it's got, like, kind of like an hourglass shape. So, it kind of looks like a Black Widow to me. Um, but they look really great. Um, the ones I saw... Of course, we're going to do combos. We're going to do the LEs um, as well. Um, and the LEs are going to come with uh, wind grips, a little bit different colors. They're actually more black than red from what I've seen. Um, and they're doing uh, the same, I guess, as they do on all of the LE combos now with, um, you know, custom pin wind grips on them. True. the Combos, and things like that.
1: Were you mm-hmm. a battle fan? I have not
2: owned a battle, no. You have not owned a battle? No. I know so many saltwater fishermen that absolutely love using the pin battle. And the pin battle 3 came out, and um, whenever the battle 3 came out, I noticed a few things. Like they shaved a little bit of weight off, you know, the color scheme got a little bit better. Um, But now, and I thought this was only going to be available in combos but I learned that it's not, it's actually available for sale by itself. The pin battle three DX. Um, and this is a super cool reel dude. Um, additional bearings, um, a different, was it the drag washers are different? Yeah, it has Uh, a,
3: so the, yeah, the DX has a wave spring, which, uh, gives you more range out of the current drag that's in a battle. It gives you, uh, a little bit more range on the lower end and the higher end uh, because of the way that spring sits in there. So you, you actually get, you know, and if it's a, if it's a 15 pound max drag, a lot of times your initial click down in the lowest setting might be at four where this, this wave spring allows you to get down to like, you know, one and a half, two pounds to start all the way to the 15. So it makes the drag range uh, a lot better. A little more dynamic, yeah. and um,
2: it also has a uh, different grip than the original Battle 3, so instead yeah, they of having a rubber with... grip, it has the EVA foam, which I once I started using EVA foam, I'm like, anything that's rubber, I'm like, eh. it's <laughs> just not cool. Um, but those of, those of you that don't like fishing black reels, I know there's a lot of guys out there that are like, oh, man, I'm not going to fish a black reel. Um, these are, are like a bright silver and blue. So, the the color scheme on them are super cool. Um, I couldn't believe the price either. The price for the upgrade and
3: technology was only like $10. It's 10 to 15 per model, I believe. And those
2: guys that are fishing surf that like to fish surf and jetties with spinning gear, they have a uh. I think the 5,000 and 6,000 size are exactly the same price. Or maybe it was the 6,000 and like the 8,000 or something like that. It's like 159, which is ridiculous, man. That's a great price for a big, huge honking reel.
3: Right, right. Yeah, they make them, uh, the DXs are made in 2,500 size up to 8,000. Yeah, they run, you know, anywhere between 10 and let's say $20 more than your standards. Um, but they are the that gray color and you will only be able to get them in a pin premium direct dealer. Um, and, you know, actually at the fishing show, I believe we sold more DXs than we sold probably the black standard. Yeah, you did. Uh, because I was selling still- <laughs> the correct them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, firsthand, but um, yeah, they, it's, it's a little something a little bit different and you know, the DX, they of course now we have the new slammer fours that are hit, you know we're supposed yeah. to hit the market last dude
2: fall. those look freaking ridiculous I'm that's like, a, that's what i'm looking all at. over it is like ip ip uh, you know it's like you are 100 percent water
1: rated i mean so water rated <laughs> you are
2: not going to get through
1: to me it's just- and- I don't know why it's taking this long, Danny, but I was super excited. Just That's what I've been staring at Wyatt, while you guys have been talking here. I've been staring at the Slammers because there's a 2500 that's going to be offered. I used to be, you know, you were talking about the battles, Chris. I was throwing the Spin Fishers a lot, and I think the 3500 was as small as those went. That's when I didn't know as much about... I was throwing more baits and heavier weights and things like that. I mean this is back in the day day. So the spinfisher is what I always threw. So I was excited when they just came with a three thousand spinfisher, but now I'm seeing a twenty five slammer with a, a twenty five hundred slammer with a twenty pound drag, only eleven ounces, and they have a high speed that gives you yep. thirty nine inches per only, turn. He said Dude. only eleven ounces. I I mean, for a completely sealed reel. All metal reel. That is yeah. that is nice. That's, I mean, That is what you're getting, guys. Whenever you're buying a
2: Slammer at 2,500 or any size, it, the 8,000 might as well be a boat anchor. But there's a reason why it's so freaking heavy and, and, and clunky. And a lot of people are talking about pin like, oh, my gosh, but they're so heavy. You want to know why they're so freaking heavy? Because they're bulletproof, dude. People are fishing those old uh, senators from like 1920. <laughs> and that's and no still, joke. And they're still yeah. fishing them today, man.
3: Yeah. The, the thing with the the thing with the slammer is, is, um, and you know, a lot, I, I get this question a lot, especially from consumers when I work consumer shows and, and people are like, oh, oh man, that slammer looks nice, but well, how much does it weigh? And like, well, you know, depending on what, model you pick up but as drew said the new slammer 2500 yes it's an 11 ounce reel and a lot of people spinning reels out there right now that they're using for salt water or whatever we're probably between seven and let's say nine ounces at the top Mm -hmm. and we're at 11 and they're like well why well we're talking a full metal body and side plate we're talking cnc cut gears ipx six sealed but my number one comeback answer is when people say Man, that's just a little heavy reel. Do you go to war with a plastic tank?
1: <laughs> no, you don't.
3: No, you don't. So that's why these reels. These reels are built for catching bigger fish. Smaller-bodied reel. Um, you know, they've got all the sealing that you would ever want. Sealed drag system. Uh, they have the Dura Drag. You know, HC one hundred. Uh, carbon fiber washers we're talking you know most of them are nine uh bearing system um they have a hydrophobic line roller bearing and you know what that means is it's some more corrosion resistant uh roller bearing uh which is especially you know great for salt water um and we and like drew said we're starting out at 20 pounds of max drag on a 2500 size spinning reel all the way up to the 10-5 which has 60 pounds of max drag So that's enough to um, stop a Mack truck, dude. You can't hold that, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it they it offers a range from inshore to big, big game offshore, uh, in one reel and a sealed reel at that, uh, that has you know a very high rating. And yeah, you're gonna compromise a little bit on weight, but what you're getting, um, is, is a reel that's. Definitely going to take some abuse. And for kayak anglers who, you know, their stuff gets splashed all the time, especially in saltwater, or, you know, you're trying to land a fish and you you got the rod in one hand and the net in the other, and oops, you know, I just dumped my reel. No worries. It's a slammer.
1: It's, it's going to be all right. And this kind of goes back to the conversation earlier where we were talking about saltwater is dominated by fishing baits It's dominated by you know chunking something out there, letting it sit. Penn is not making finesse reels. They're they're not they're not making something that you're going to cast a a a wacky rig all day long or something like that. They're making reels that will hold up to. Have you seen their shirts getting beat up in the salt water? That's what they're made for, and
2: and their decals that they make. You know, every time you go into a a store and you, and you see their shirts or their hats or their decals, they never put like crappie.
1: Oh no. (laughs) Oh no.
2: It's usually like big ass Marlins and, uh, you know, huge, 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 uh, dolphin. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's, it's a a, breed of, of real. It's
3: fan. It's, you know, it's, it's let the battle begin. You know, it's, uh, if you think about the, the way we name the reels, um, they're all some kind of battle type theme, you know, fierce clash, you know, conflict, the, the battle, conflict. Yes. Oh, that
2: brings me it brings. Is conflict gone?
3: Con, yes, conflict. Uh, since we upgraded the uh, clash, we we've got rid of the conflict. Conflict. Um, man. But we didn't. I didn't get to, t- to to tease you guys about the new. Uh, oh, tease us, big boy. The new pin. The new pin that's coming out. It's supposed to be uh, early summer let's hope we still make that. it's going to be called the authority um, now what the authority is it's it's uh, it's a focusing on focusing excuse me on a uh, best in class gear feel and sealing um, they're gonna have a size and gear ratio for every scenario kind of like the slammer does um, it's gonna elevate a pin where we haven't really touched before into a premium category of reels. Um, where we currently do not have a selection. Um, They're going to be IPX8 sealed. So if you know anything about how the Slammer is sealed, IPX8 is very, very waterproof. Um, It's going to have a sealed body and spool. Um, It's going to have full metal body, side plate and rotor. They're doing CNC gear, obviously technology, uh, stainless steel main gear and pinion. So that's the toughest material that you could put in the gearing oh, yeah. system, uh, with I a stainless brass. on stainless. Yeah. Brass stainless is great. Um, but stainless on stainless is extremely durable. Um, and then we're going to do a 13, uh, bearing system. Um, they're going to have a hyperlong not hyperlon knob and a stainless steel, or a, I'm sorry, an aluminum, like a slammer does knob. Um, and these reels are going to be twenty five hundred, all the way up to ten five. I think the same exact sizes as a slammer, um, starting retail four ninety nine ninety five. So if you're looking at your higher end reels that are currently on the market with these same kinds of specs, the ceiling, the amount of bearings, things like that, those reels are three to four hundred dollars more. Than this 2500 authority at 49995 and even if you go all the way up to a 105 you're talking 59995 opposed to a dollars yeah. mm-hmm. so um this I think is going to be a home run I think once people get these in their hand I think we're gonna have a very hard uh problem a good problem maybe for penn but not maybe so much for me is keeping them in the dealer, keep the dealer stocked. Cause I think we're going to be chasing this one a little bit. Um, I just don't know if there's a way to forecast of, you know, I felt these reels, they feel awesome. I took some pictures of the 2,500. I, th- I don't know if I put them on the, on the page or not, but, um, they are, they are excellent looking reels. They feel great. Um, I think they're going to definitely put, a lot of play for us in in that premium market and probably going to put a little fear in some of our competitors um with they see how much work we did to them
1: which um so you're saying these are you know full body all all metal i mean is this competition for like the van steels of the world and stuff like that
2: yes yeah,
1: finnor and i mean is that the same is that the type of real I- look, feel that we're used to that we're going to see from the authority, or is it going to be some kind of totally different?
3: Well, I, I will say that Vans, since we own Vans, Stone and I don't really think that's, you know, probably our, our target. I mean, uh, there's no shame in the game. It's it's Shimano and Daiwa.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and these reels, um, if you look at them across the board, there's, you know, a chart as far as what, you know, body material Everybody's aluminum. Max drags, you know, uh, up to 60 pounds for us. Shimano and Dio are, are in the 60s as well. Um, the drag material that we use, our Dura Drag, which is the drag material we use on our internationals, which are highest-end type reels. And anything that has a lever dragon pin uses Dura Drag as well as the slammers. Um, you know, we're looking at, you know, 13 bearings opposed, which. I think Estella is 15 bearings on their higher end ones. Um, You know, the gear material, we're using stainless steel. Everybody else is using aluminum. Um, The size range, 25 to 10.5, is right in there. You know, we're looking at, you know, Shimano's are 4,000 to 30,000 or 4,000 to 14,000. Iowa's are 8,000 to 20,000, somewhere around in there. So, really those sizes are, are very comparable but our price range 499 to 599 Stella's are 849 to 1199 yeah, like 800 something uh-huh. bucks and you know a twin power shimano is 479 to 619 Daiwa Saltigas are 1000 to 1099 and then a Certic or a Certate there's 650 to 750 so for what you get for the price you pay and it's just, it's a huge value play. It's a huge durability play. Stainless steel gears, the price range, the size. I mean, the drags are there. The IPX8, you know, spool and real body are sealed. So, I mean, it's its a heck of a value. Um, we actually questioned if we price them right. <laughs> we actually questioned, so- do, should we be like 100 to 200 bucks higher? Because we would still be under the others, mm-hmm. um, but this is the price range they wanted to be at. So, hey man, we're five hundred to five ninety nine. So, speaking of price point on reels,
2: we were shocked. Whenever I walked into the fish stick store here in Santa Fe, Texas, and there it sits. In a shiny glass case is a spinning <laughs> reel. The size is a 2500 I believe. And the price tag on it was $549.
3: Yeah, they're 20 and 30 size. Those are magnesium uh, xenons. Dude,
2: <laughs> I picked this thing up and I thought I had lifted a feather off of the counter.
3: What's the hey. weight on that thing? I believe on the 20, uh, they are super, super light. They don't feel like you're holding anything in your hand. Carbon fiber handle, you know, magnesium frame, carbon rotor. Um, they're beautiful reels, uh, the, you know, the silver, a little bit of gold accents. Um, they have, uh, you know, that a lot of people are like, man, uh, that that's just crazy how light it is. And, And it is, and it's, it's a weird, type of looking reel. If you first look at it and you're Mm -hmm. looking at regular spinning reels and you look at that Xenon and you're like, what's, what's going on there? Um, they're asymmetrical. Uh, the gear side is a little bit bigger than, or the handle side is a little bit bigger than the opposite side. Um, and that's a weight thing. It's a, it's a weight savings. Um, and they are just, they're just, uh, scaled down to be that lightweight, Uh, a super super finesse reel um for fishing you know really small type tackle um but you know still have uh, a, a good line capacity i think they come with two spools they come with a shallow spool and a regular spool so you can really fish you know really small finesse stuff but uh you know for a lot of those finesse bass guys that that you know want to throw just a little bit of line and, 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 you know, throw the drop shot rigs or the really small Ned rigs or, or whatever it is around some brush piles and things like that. Um, you know, that's, that's the kind of reel, but I, I have had several customers in a couple of shows that I've worked at, you know, fill the reel and they're like, well, I'm going to use it for trout. And I'm like, you know, more power to you, keep it clean. Um, Cause they are coated, but like I said, you know, that you don't want to get that frame scratched. Um, but you know, one of the old hands told me from fishing some of the magnesium reels from years ago, you know, uh, most of the guys keep a clear fingernail polish on the boat. Uh, so if they do scratch it, they just go ahead and paint it real quick, you know, and, uh, seal that back up. Um, I don't know how well that works. I'm not going to attest to it, but that's yeah, just I don't I've think I'm going
2: to, I'm not even going <laughs> to try it,
3: but I will tell you that that body style is going to be carried forward into the new Revo spinning reels that are going to be out this fall and uh, all of them are going to have that asymmetrical stripe shape um, but we're gonna obviously have Revo X through uh, rocket that asymmetrical shape
2: reminded me of uh, an older like Mitchell um, reel you know they used to be very because you didn't you couldn't you couldn't uh, change the side of where your handle was at and that that area the box the, the gearbox, where everything met Was just perfectly shaped You know those old Mitchell reels They're just perfectly shaped all the way around And whenever I picked that thing up I could tell you know It's its body shape was different um, The finish On that damn thing was different I mean it was glossy 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 Dude it was so, so It was like holding satin in your hand It was a fine looking reel $549 It better be fine
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it has, I guess some of the best of technology bells and whistles kind of thing. Um, but, you know, they learn something with that design. It makes the uh, body of the reel a little bit more con compact. Um, it, you know, it gives a very unique design language for spinning. Um, it's definitely sets you know, Xenon and Revo are going to be different looking than all the other reels that are out there. Um, and when I first saw them and, you know, started looking at them, I, you know, I definitely felt that it was a very, I guess, foreign looking type reel. I, I mean, I want to say, like, you know, I know a lot of trends start from Japan. And I looked at that reel and I said, man, that is a very Japanese looking reel. And it's coming out of, you know, it was designed in Sweden. Um, but that being said, I mean, it's going to have, um, the new Revos are going to have that same body style and design, um, which makes them lighter. Um, and it's going to be, I think they're, they're, they're going to be game changing winners because of the way they, they look, they feel the way they reel, um, the way they cast. So yeah, those will be coming out, uh, you know, sometime in the fourth quarter this year, I believe. So, um, yeah, look out for those. That'd be awesome. They, so I, I
2: segued you into your questions there, Drew. So well, no, you, you've been biting on some xenon for a little bit.
1: Well, no, no. Now that I'm looking at it, this is gonna this is gonna sound weird, but they look very mechanical. Like the the design of them is very mechanical, almost steampunkish. Like it looks <laughs> it looks real geary, if that's even a word. That's not a word, but that's the word I'm gonna use. Like it, it just it. It looks super mechanical, industrial, but like new age. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to anybody but me in my head right now? <laughs> if, if Guys, bro staff, look it up. Look at the reels and tell me how you would describe it. Like, yeah, head on over to our the, Facebook page.
3: <laughs> yeah, if you look at the current Xenon reel opposed to the current Revo reel, one thing you're going to notice is uh, the gear section i guess which is the back part of the body um it's 17 percent larger gear system than than the current revo uh, platform um but it's it's giving us an improved gear strength that you know we took some weight out it's going to allow for a, a lot of wider options for gear ratios um and it's going to allow for some extreme gear ratios especially when we go up to like the rocket or a spinning reel like at seven point you know five seven point six to one, um, which I don't think anybody else is doing, mm. um, and and that's kind of some of the reason for it. But the asymmetrical design, um, it's definitely looks different. But once you 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 look at it and you kind of get past that first initial, man, that looks really weird. Um, it it kind of grows on you. It did on me because at first I didn't know if I was going to like it, um, but. Yeah, I think I think they're awesome looking. Um, like I said, they feel great. Um,
2: I, I think this is a Revo. What is this? A Revo X that I'm looking at.
3: What is the, this?
0: Damn. The current one. Me...
3: That? Oh yeah, that's the new one. Yeah, that's the one. I, yeah, that's the one I took a picture of. <laughs> that's the X. Yep. That's the X. Yeah, that's the X. I think it's also going to share the same technology that's in the, it's the same body style as, as a Xenon, but it's an aluminum frame opposed to a magnesium the frame.
1: Now, are we going to get some Xenon bait casters? Can you talk about anything like that yet? Yeah. So the Xenon
3: baitcasters casters are the ones that are supposed to be shipping uh, this month or next month. Giggity. giggity. Um, so the Xenon. The xenon Those are not going
1: to be $549. Are they? uh, the LTX is <laughs> the the top of the line.
3: Yeah. That's the one with the ceramolite, you know, bearings and the magnesium frame. Um, those, I will give you the price points on Are
1: uh, and that's, what's going to be taking the place of my beloved ALF. Yeah. So that
3: we, we replaced the MGX series. Um, so we had the MGX extreme and the, and the standard MGX. Um, so, the new Xenon uh, MG LTX, which is going to be the one that has the uh, two Ceramolite spool bearings, they're 4.5 ounces. They're gonna make, They're going to make it in a um, eight three to 1 ratio, 31 inches per turn. Those, those run 5.49. Mm-hmm. Um, the standard MGX is going to run 4.49, and those are going to be 5 ounces in weight. And those come in two gear ratios. Those are going to come in eight three to one uh, and six point eight to one.
1: And those are both magnesium frames, right? Those
3: are mo- yeah. Those are both magnesium frames. So those are super lightweight. And then you get to the Xenon X, which is the black reel that I may have shared pictures with you guys. And those are going to be five point five ounces. So uh, same same as your your Alf, and those are going to be three forty nine. Okay. 95. And those are going to come in the two gear ratios as well, the three to one and a 6.8 to one. Uh, and those are, like I said, those are supposed to be May, June. Um, I've already had dealers put them on order. Um, they, something a little bit different about these is, is they're going to have uh, 90 millimeter aluminum handles and a little bit oversized handle knobs. Um, and that's, you know, Kind of where a lot of anglers are going because they want that torque. Um, They want that feel like, you know, they've got a smaller bodied reel in their hand, but they still want that handle to be a little bit bigger. But even all that being said, we're still at 5.5 ounces, um, you know, nine bearing system. Uh, It has the EXD concept. Uh, design so it, it's to maximize uh, casting distance and the, and the body styles on the new Xenons and the new Revos uh, big cast reels coming out are asymmetrical so the palm side of the reel is smaller than your gearbox side that's nuts <laughs> and that uh, that all has to do with the uh, like the you know the new engineering design that, they're like that came let's... out of Sweden so like, yo, let's try something new. Okay. <laughs> it, it changes the look of the reel slightly, um, but I don't think it's like so noticeable to your eye that, oh, that side is so much smaller. It, it really isn't, but when you go to palm the reel, I think you can tell the difference. Um, so it makes it a little bit easier. EXD is also gone, right? Yeah, the EXD is gone. Uh, like I said, the concepts for EXD, and as part of the concept for the EXD, what they did is they elongated the front of the reel. So if you're looking from the spool up to say where the line guide is, um, it's, it was an, it was a longer uh, front of the reel. And the, and one of the reasons they did that was because they try to take out all the hard angles. So if you're coming from the very edge of the spool to the line guide, it's more um, of a swoop than it's, yeah, it's more less of friction. a friction, yeah, less friction, more of a straight line. So you get better casting performance. Um, so they're doing that on all the new Xenons and all the new Revos. So it's going to be that elongated front on them. Um, take some of those angles out. Um, and then of course the spool designs, uh, they took off the EXDs. Um, of course we're going to use ceramic ceramic light bearings on the high end Xenon on the LTX, but, um, you're going to see that this, you know, learn technology go throughout the whole Xenon and Revo line um, when those reels do drop. Um, and I think the other ones will probably be, you know, core four. Uh, with I the think hard,
2: your hardcore <clears throat> fishermen are going to understand these concepts. They're going to apply
3: them to their fishing techniques and they're going to like them. Right. I mean, who doesn't want more casting distance? I mean, there's certain times that you, that you really want that cast. Better line distance. management too. Yes. Better line management uh, for sure. Um, and just, you know, overall fit and feel in your hand. Um, I, I, I do believe that there's a lot of parity out there with a lot of uh, manufacturers right now with the way reels look, um, you know, there's, there's a few that, 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 definitely have standout, but these will definitely stand out, uh, from everybody else.
1: Chris, you got any more questions? Cuz I have two yeah. more questions I want to no,
2: ask. No, I'm gonna let, I'm I'm gonna let you have, dude. We have covered so
1: much. Man. We've co- we've covered a lot. <laughs> and this is the second episode that we've done with Danny and I still feel like we could cover another oh, yeah. three yeah. another three episodes of stuff right now. Um so I would I'd like to ask whenever we have, you know, brands and people on here, um so the Xenon's new it's it's what sh- about to be shipping but we know that there's new new stuff that's going to be worked on is there what what trends do you think we're going to see not just with the xenons but just in the future future is there anything that you can talk about you don't have to talk about like exact reels or anything but right where's the future of these these reels going for abu i mean is it are we wanting just light as as light as we can get, or materials are going to change, or, or what do you what do you foresee?
3: Um, well, in, in some of meetings and things like that, I will say like um, like Zeta was one. Zeta is uh, a reel that's you know a different, total different frame material from anything we've ever used before because it's that Roxani uh, frame material, which is a composite type material, which is very popular in, in the Japanese market. And on that, uh, you know, Asian Pacific over there, um, that we brought to the U S um, we were able to, you know, build the reel out of totally that material side plates frame and all, but still get the same kind of uh, rigidness that you would get out of a, you know, an aluminum frame. Mm -hmm. Um, they cannot, be made probably as light as you could a, a super lightweight aluminum frame um but the strength has definitely held up so i mean you know stuff like that that's you know like i said that's a new material they're, they're able to do different kind of color things with that kind of material um because uh Same even though through and through so right painted correct yeah. so um which is you know kind of crazy that color dictates a lot of stuff in the real market these days um, mm-hmm. Some people like that flashy, you know, color or you know the matte finish or you know things that maybe you not be able to do with paint to on aluminum. Uh, even though there's you know tons of stuff that can be done. Um, so yeah, lightweight. I, I think a lot of people have that in their mind. Well, it has to be so light. Um, but where does it end? I mean, how much do you know? Do we want to you know? You know, you're going to take away from your, your strength and durability when you get mm-hmm. to such a, a lightweight, um, because I will say that, you know, talking to engineers and stuff that people that, you know, build reels, um, the gearbox side of a bait cast reel is very important. Um, if you keep messing with, well, I, I got this lightweight frame, so I'm just going to put this carbon cap on it. Well, then your metal gears uh, have nothing really to back up and keep it rigid. Um, because, you know, the carbon materials that we're using on some of these lightweight reels, not necessarily what we're using, but uh, some of the other manufacturers are using, they flex. And so if your reel comes out under a lot of pressure, there is that potential. I'm not going to say it's going to happen all the time or a two pound bass or, you know, a three pound redfish will do it. But there is that occasional time that you could knock something out of alignment and then your reel is going to feel like, you know, a coffee can, mm-hmm. um, so i there you know there's some give and take there um i i know that companies are looking for technology to you know try to obviously everybody keeps trying to make it lighter i mean we just did um you know with with the xenon MGLTX. i mean you know 4.5 ounce bait cast reel that's almost unheard of that is a super light reel um but do you need that i mean how you know how light do you really want to go i know that it's, it's very, it's a trend. I think smaller profile reels are a trend right now, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit lighter trend right now um, and spinning, you know, there's definitely a, a durability play that that's, that's quite a trend. Um, I, but I, I do caution, uh, especially for saltwater fishermen, uh, be careful of the carbon reels or the plastic frame type reels I just don't think a lot of them, um, you know, hold up as well as saying, of course, an all aluminum sealed reel. Um, but not to say like, you know, there's lots of them out there that you can fish. Um, if you're not fishing constantly or you don't fish, you know, but a couple times a month or whatever, they, they're probably going to be fine. Um, but if you're really getting serious about something, then I would definitely look for the metal bodied stuff.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I think at four point five, like they're, you're, we're going to reach a point where that's as light as we can make it without shit getting torn up. Without like, going I mean, into a <laughs>
2: uh,
1: a
3: Pepsi bottle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
3: and and really, the rule of thumb is 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 the lighter you go on a bait cast reel, well, you got to take something out, right? right. So you, you're going to have to take out bearings, or or you're going to have to take out drag washers, or you you're, you're going to have to take out something. Um, if you look at a lot of those reels that are under five ounces. Um, I know there's some claims out there that that say that, uh, oh, we still have 20 pounds of drag. I really question that because I know from just been doing this for as long as I have that if you have a reel that's, you know, around the five ounce range, you've got to take some things out to make them that light. And the drag stack is probably one of those things that you, you know, you have to, you know, play with a little bit. Um, and I will say that we put stuff out and, and, you know, we have a big facility in Spirit Lake Iowa, a whole lab that we test everything from rods, reels, baits line, you know, we test everything we put so out on the market. So I, I just, uh, you know, buyer beware caution, you know, test your stuff, but, uh, you know, just be careful because, uh, there's, you know, there's some stuff out there that, uh, you might could get into that and you'd be like, well, why did that break so easy? Well, you know maybe it wasn't meant for there's, that application. There's got to be a a term for what we're talking about here
2: because Drew and I talk about this exact principle mm-hmm. on like every three or four episodes. We talk about it <laughs> and we apply it to everything from cars to fishing equipment to kayaks to boats, it, sure. you name it, we, we talk about it. And it's it's as you as you impress onto the ability to do something, you have to detract from something else. If you want speed in your kayak, you can't have stability. If you want stability in your kayak, you can't have speed. You want your reel lighter? Well, guess what? It's probably not going to be as durable. Or it's probably not going to be able to handle uh, uh, you know, a bruiser out there. You want your, your reel to handle the bruisers? Guess what? shit's gonna get heavy
1: <laughs> it's the yin and the yang it's the yin and yeah, the yang of it all
3: sure there's give and take to everything i mean i i i understand the uh need for people to want to fish with something lighter you know be able to handle it more longer per day that kind of thing but you know i still keep going back to thinking about the stuff that my grandpa fished with right which is probably big old heavy ambassadors and big heavy spin fishers and and things like that. And they made it happen and, and they still caught a string, and, <laughs> right? Look, big old Dacron line or yeah. just, you know, big naughty mono or whatever it is. Um, and it, it just, it, it's something that uh, I thought about doing, I guess, when I first really started working consumer shows and and people come in and they look at reels in the case and oh, how much does that? Oh, that seems heavy. And I pull out the little one pound dumbbell and go, is that heavy? That's well, who's ounces. gonna? Yeah, who's gonna say yes? Yeah, you <laughs>
2: sissy pants.
3: Yeah, so it's like, well, if, if you think that's super light, why is nine ounces so heavy? That's very true.
2: Well, <laughs> so, when okay, when you're when you're working a popping cork all day long,
3: uh, four thousand series real sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's funny. Like I said. It, and that weighs less than a one-pound weight, mm-hmm. still. But when you get used to these two thousands and twenty-five hundreds and the weights that they are, then you pick up that four thousand. You're like, oh, I got a boat anchor. <laughs> you
1: got something. You got something huge. All yes. right, I got. I got one last question for you. So the Jordan Lee reels have like a paddle paddle style on there. You know, they're they're rubber plastic i mean rubber the you know a lot of the other the zetas um the alfs and stuff they have the foam on there that's a paddle the revo kind of has a ball why did y'all what let the ike, with the ike? <laughs> why did y'all let Ike put those those type of handle that is nothing like anything else i love the reel itself but the handle, like, why did y'all let him do that? Why did he pick that? There's no other reels that are like that. Did y'all just say, do what you want, and he just did it to be different? I mean, it's it's so odd-looking compared it, to everything else.
3: Yeah, it, it's funny that you say that. But, yeah, it, it is different. Um, But at the same time, Ike's different. I mean, that's, look that's at that. That's true. Look at that pearlescent freaking color on that reel or Junebug or whatever heck you want to call it um you know of course that's different it is a different feel um but i will tell you that there is some aftermarket handles uh that you could get um that have that handle eva style that are similar Mm -hmm. um they might i don't think they're as long but they're that rounded they're full aluminum type yeah oh yeah 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 and and uh i like it in the eva i actually don't have that much issue with it because it it is a little bit different feel, but sometimes I don't like those big handles. I don't know the on there. I mean, I like a longer handle as far as the real handle itself, but the, the big bulky knobs um, Mm. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of times. Um, But yeah, that one definitely is different And I think, you know, he designed it and, and it was one of those deals where he wanted it like that. And it was, it has to be on my reel and my reel only. Uh, So when that really goes away, when the new ones come, there won't be another one with it. (laughs)
1: Well, that's that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Now, well, I always say now. That's another follow-up. So did he get to completely design the whole thing, or do you know, do they come with him with, hey, here's the three or four different body styles we're thinking about? Which one do you like the best? Or is it really completely hands-on with everything?
3: So, um, it's, a standard Revo frame. Mm -hmm. It's really a cross between a, uh, I guess you would say an STX and a premier, um, because the STX and premier pretty much have the same internals, except for, I think the premier does the premier to make it a little bit lighter has an aluminum main gear instead of a brass. Uh, the Ike has a brass main gear. And the brass hat and the uh ike has an aluminum i mean, sorry carbon fiber handle whereas the stx has an aluminum handle so the Premier had the carbon fiber handle um they put that on the ike and the main thing that he really changed was color color and then the grips on the handle that was i mean and it like i said it's kind of a hybrid between the stx and a, a premiere um it's really the same internals as an stx reel um but has a carbon fiber handle the cool paint job and it has those knobs so that's really what makes it different and uh you know for a signature reel and you know as far as like a jordan lee reel um jordan lee likes to keep his stuff at price point where high school and college anglers Mm -hmm. can can buy and fish with it so his new reel at, I
2: like uh, it I like it a lot. Yeah,
3: it, it's it's a nice but it's built off the Max Proform or, mm. or, or, or platform I should say. So the Max, you know, that's our opening price point uh low profile reels. Um you know they come at they come you know 59 to $89 Jordan reels. like
2: just over a hundo.
3: Yeah, they're you know 105 109 um but his has 11 bearings. His ha- he does have a carbon fiber handle. He has a special grip that we sourced because uh, wind grip is getting way too expensive. So we built that new grip, that yellow grip that he has on there, but that uh, frame that he's using that body style. Um, if anybody's ever picked up a max reel um, that took place, they took uh, the place of the black max, silver max pro max. Now they're max X STX and max pros. Um, those reels cast and feel just extremely, like a really high end reel, but they're not. Um, and it just, uh, it just worked. It just worked with, you know, him using that same body style and then, you know, being able to keep it in that price point, but have some high performance aspects in the reel um, and, and keeping it under like hundred you know, 115, $120, uh, which is, you know, kind of his goal um, because like I said, he wants it to be. And, and if you watch him on MLF, he uses a lot of them out there on the tour so um you know i've i i got to fish one of them when i uh went on that trip with adam and uh i used it uh primarily for uh jerk baits, and uh i really like the, the feel of it so um i mean it, it's it's a heck of a reel for the money i think
1: i i think they're i like the paint job on the ikes i like everything else except for the handle so i think the grip (laughs) the actual grip itself drives me nuts because i sit there and i want to roll it like i want to just sit there and spin it while i'm fishing it drives me crazy i just i I don't love them chris man you got anything else for danny danny anything else that you want to you want to hit on before we get out of here
3: oh heck i think we've uncovered a a whole lot of it a
2: lot dude i think Uh, for sure those those that are listening and and you've You've made it all the way to the end of this episode. <laughs> it's a long one. It's, it's a man, it's chock full, dude.
3: It's loaded.
2: Uh, yeah, we a
1: lot of info. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about a lot
3: of stuff. I mean, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the th- that's just one thing. I guess fishing tackle industry has kind of gotten like a little bit of like electronics. You know, hold your breath for like three minutes and it's done changed. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's definitely getting that way. Um, there is constant, constant new stuff coming out and, 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 uh, sometimes it's hard for us to keep up with, um, you know, of course, every year there's going to be the launches and things like that. Um, but there has definitely been some big pushes into, into changing things and, and, and who could do this first. And, um, you know, I think you're going to constantly see shifts, uh, and tackle to more technologies, more advanced kind of stuff. I mean, um, I can't tell you or the
1: opposite. Or we're gonna go back to old school. <laughs> old school styles and baits and things like that. We'll, we'll be seeing Could some jitterbugs, some jitterbugs coming out and stuff. You know, go, go go backward. Yeah, we're gonna go backwards. It's just like fashion. It's gonna have to happen. There's only so much you can do. Bell bottom jeans, let's go. There you <laughs> go. Chris, Chris still has his uh, his stuff ready. His big collared shirt and some bell bottom <laughs> jeans.
2: All I got left these days is shorts and t-shirts, buddy. <laughs> uh, it, the Rona done changed my wardrobe up. Hey, look!
1: It's funny you say that. I would know. Whenever I was packing for that Devil's River trip, literally everything in my bag except for two pair of pants was all real sportswear stuff. Everything the shirt shorts hoodie hats all of it was real sportswear and danny has his real sportswear hoodie on right now look at that look at that but they are very uh, they, they are but guys we're gonna get out of here i hope you enjoyed this ap- episode danny thank you for joining us um i'm a, I look forward to seeing that that xenon maybe we can see him at the bro staff meetup in october again maybe you can bring some out and show everybody yeah
3: out. i should ha- i should have them by then but uh i tell you what I, i'm really hoping that we have them for the uh got fish expo coming up here in may
1: there you go so. the got expo and grs is coming up what's the date on that one chris is it may 5th next tournament may 5th yeah I'm I'm yep. I'm fishing that one. I'll I'm ready. I can find some fish, man. Well, there me you and go. you may me and you may be fishing the same spot like we talked about. <laughs> Chris said I'm thinking about trying some new spots, and I said, "Well, me too." And I sent him a pin, and he said, "Do you have a tracking device on my phone?" It's not just that is, you, dude. <laughs> that is exactly. the exact same spot. Somebody somebody
2: else did it to me too. They were like, "Hey, have you thought about this But I'm like, "What the." <laughs> It was I the was same spot research. I talked about. It was another spot. Oh, you know, God. It was. I was looking at it on my damn GPS, and I'm like, on the Google Maps, and I was like, oh, these people are watching behind my back, man. They got trackers on my phones.
1: We're trying to see where you're going to fish at. Good love. <laughs> there you go. But, guys, <laughs> we're going to get out of here. We will talk to you later. Later, Danny. All right, see, guys. See you later. Peace. Peace. Bye.